Blog Talk Radio. You know I like my chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio up. up. I like to see the sunrise. See the love in my woman's eyes. Feel the touch of a precious child. No mother's love. Well, I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine. And that's home, you know, where sweet tea began pine, homemade wine. Where the peaches grow. And my house, it's not much to talk about. But it's filled with love that's grown in southern ground. And a little bit of chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio And good evening, everybody. Welcome to the George Brew Experiences Friday Night Free for All here on the What's Written Sports Radio Network. I am the man with the most of George Brew here for the next. Uh, whenever amount of time we want to be here, we're here. You're there. Five six three nine 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 three four eight eight. If I could get that number changed from not an Iowa number, Idaho number, or whatever the hell that fucking number is from, yeah. we'll do it. But we won't. But it wouldn't be one of our shows without the wonderful Louie joining us. Lou, what's going on, bud? Uh, thank you, George. I just yeah, found out you were doing the show tonight, so I thought, oh, what the hell? I'll, I'll join in. Do you want to, like, be added to, like, the text chain so you know when we're doing these? Like, I could just do that for you. Make life easier on you. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you can do that. All right. Um, I know we're going to get into this later because <laughs> I, yeah. I just know my friends. Um. I never thought Tampa was good enough to be up 3-0. I thought they weren't. I didn't think that they were, like, dominating the 3-0. I kind of, like, look at this as, like, the Patriots in Super Bowl 51 against Atlanta, where it's like, eh, it's 21-3, but it doesn't feel like 21-3. Right. This series never felt like it was 3-0 Tampa. And without some, without two games of Altuve errors, this series is over. Your thoughts? I didn't think that you know we were going to see you know three nothing for Tampa Bay, and now we see Houston coming back, and now they tied the series up. I mean, this is just completely unreal. We haven't seen it since the uh, twenty oh four series between the Yankees and the Red Sox. You know, you think three nothing, and they were getting slaughtered, and yet. The Red Sox, well, no, the Red Sox, Sox got slaughtered in one game. The, the Red Sox got got obliterated in one game in that series. Some one and two weren't like they were normal baseball games. Oh, okay, you know. Three was the no. three was the game where you're like, how the, how oh, do you come back from that? Was. But I look at this this way too. 
Look at the, uh, you know, okay. the the Dodgers and Braves series. Like that, there was a twelve spot in the eleven spot in the first inning. Like most definitely. Okay, at that point, but at that point, Lou, you know, like you just look at it and go, <laughs> tonight, tonight's not our night. No. And and, and it's the and, you know I talked about it Wednesday night. I guess we did the show. Um, yeah, Wednesday night. Thursday. With Angel. Well, Thursday, Wednesday, whatever day oh. I did the show with Angel. You know, oh, I, okay. I said to him, I said, this is the greatness of baseball. There's no clock. You right. just have to get 27 outs. Like, Atlanta could have, I mean, not to say it, it, it was going to happen. They would have had to hold them. Yeah. But if Atlanta holds them, you can't even call that the biggest choke job in the world. Because that's the greatness of baseball. It's the only good thing, in my opinion, about baseball. <laughs> I know. But because, like, look, in the other three major sports, both teams are vying to score at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, a defensive out in baseball doesn't mean that you're going to take – you know, the only way you could take a run off the board in baseball is if you throw somebody at home plate taking a run off the board. It's not like they say, oh, uh, Mookie Betts, you threw someone out at home plate. We are going to give your team a run for you doing that. Would be awesome, but they won't do it. Yeah. So, like, and, and that's the thing with baseball, and it's this thing with the, with this Tampa-Houston series, is that Tampa and the Yankees matched up well. That that was going to be a crapshoot as to who won right. that series. Um, neither team pitched, well, the Yankees, neither team outside of Garrett Cole pitched amazing, like Snell sucks and, and, um, you know, uh, Snell sucked against them. Glasgow was phenomenal against the Yankees. But other than that, I mean, it was, there were bullpen games and whatever, and, you know, bullpens and whatever, but like Houston, Tampa had a distinct advantage in this. Their pitching's better. Offensively, they're not. And what you're coming right. down to is, is because there's no off days, because it's just the way it is, yeah. playing the longer series against the Yankees, getting pushed to a game, you know, five against the Yankees, getting now getting pushed to a game seven. And having to throw Snell tonight, and God only knows what day they're going to start the World Series. Will they start when Tuesday or some stupid shit like that? Mm-hmm. Right, like yes. So Sunday, month, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you're going to get Snell in Game Two. It would have been nice to have Glass now in Game One. Yeah. And now the Rays don't have that. The Rays don't have. God knows they don't have a Game One starter. If they get there, you know, yeah. um, is Houston throwing Granky tomorrow? Um, I believe they are. All right, so it's him and Morton. Well, Tampa would have had Charlie Morton to start game one. Yes, but still, would you know when you look at this whole thing, it's like you kind of shot yourselves in the foot because your home run or nothing, and and. Mickey Mantle and and uh, Willie Mays aren't on the show. It's 
the problem with baseball now. Nobody hits behind the runner. Nobody bunts the guy over. Like Tampa's got so many guys that are in slumps right now. The only one that can hit is Arozarena. Uh, which, by the way, last week would have called him Rice Today, you know his name. And he's earned that right. He's earned that yeah. because he's played that well. Um, but Tampa's biggest problem is is that they're too analytical. You have too many guys that aren't hitting. They're playing in these, You're playing too much into this fucking they're, – they're playing the shift. Yeah. Bryce Harper this year was laying down bunts. He was butcher boying balls down the third base line. You know what they stopped doing? They stopped shifting him. And then he forgot he started. No, he forgot he was doing it because he had to carry the team and, and was trying to hit a home run every pitch. I got one point this year. Bryce Harper was in like 370. Why? Because he was bunting down the third base line. Baseball is getting destroyed by these guys yeah. swinging for the fences. Right. And it's the Kevin Long effect. Kevin Long destroyed baseball. The Rays reinvented it. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those terrible situations that you're really being deprived. With everybody being home, too, this is like baseball's other problem. Like, I get you have games being played in in California, right? I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why couldn't you play games in Miami? Miami and Texas. Play these games yeah. earlier. Oh, we care about the West Coast. The West Coast doesn't care. Start the game tonight at 8. Okay. L.A. is still horny for... Screaming, Chang, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe down the friggin' block. We will, I will talk about that later, though, with the whole LeBron thing here. That's at play. And how if you are white, um, you cannot, you can't say anything bad about LeBron or you're racist. Um, love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Patriots have another. Player, what if like, there's a whole thing with the Patriots thing though? We heard for months, right? Dr. Fauci's on yes. the TV, you know, I'm doing shots of vodka. Yeah, it's a two week incubation period. What a shock! The Patriots backup center who had caught it two weeks after Cam Newton was diagnosed, mm-hmm. but we all forget that. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. It's weird how, like, so the Titans had their outbreak in about the same amount of time, right? It was over, what, 10 days? Right, like that's when their outbreak was. Okay, now the Patriots are two weeks, which means that if you take what, oh, Gilly Lock and Cam Noon went out for dinner together, blah, 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 blah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the timeline doesn't match up because no, it doesn't. It's not like Cam Newton gave it to Gilly Lock. Gilly Lock didn't give it to Cam. They both had it from somewhere else. And whatever. I mean, I don't think there's a 48-hour gestation period. I, I've I've not heard that. Um, but the NFL shell game that they are playing right now with the schedule is utterly stupid. It's going to now backfire on them. Or they're just going to tell teams, suck it up, you're playing. And then they're going to look terrible. The president will then come out and say, they don't care about their players. They're going to make them play with this. They don't care. And it's just going to it's just going to be yeah. An absolute shit show. This whole thing has become a shit show. The whole the whole coronavirus thing's a shit show. That's true. Um and it's not even the way that it was handled. Like it it's a, I've been saying this Louis I've been saying this since what? April, May. Yes. You know, I know the you, especially like when I've been on the show. I kind of look at it this way as the AIDS virus. Back in the 80s, oh, yeah. you were told, whether it was speculative or whatever, or word of mouth or whatever, but if you sat on a toilet bowl of a per- after a person that had HIV or the AIDS virus, that you could catch it. Because nobody knew anything. Nobody knew how it was tra- how it was spread. Nobody knew how you can contract it. It was like, it's corona. Well, kids today, welcome to the coronavirus. Yes. The only thing that they knew was that HIV and AIDS was sexually transmitted. Right. That, that's all they knew, and it was the gay men's disease. Remember that? That was the, the original yes. name of it. Yes. You don't believe that you fucking generation wires us millennials <laughs> remember the AIDS virus as the gay men's disease because the only people that were getting it were gay men at one point right. and it didn't help that Freddie Mercury had it and died from it with the stigma right. of it being the gay men's virus and then when people said oh shit Magic Johnson has it oh fuck Here's a guy who's straight, and he has it. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Now let's start pumping fucking billions of dollars into finding what the fuck is up here. That was like 91. And they still didn't give a shit until yeah. like the mid-90s. Arthur Rash right. passed away, and they were like, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> he got, oh, he got his from a transfusion. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. You can do it that way, too? Holy Fuck. Well, you can get coronavirus because it stays on countertops for three days. Fuck, really? You can get coronavirus because you need a ton of toilet paper. What? Huh? <laughs> all right, like, and you're stocking up on all this shit, and it's like, what the fuck? You're going to go to the supermarket and have to, like, lice all the piss out of everything as it comes into your house because, I don't know, somebody could have coughed on that shit or something. Right. Again, this is the problem with this whole thing is that there's so much disinformation. 
statistics are now coming out that pe- that uh, the majority of the people that co- contact contracted the coronavirus in July were mask wearers. Wore their mask when they were in public. Wore their mask when everything. Wore their mask when they were showering. Wore their mask when they were in the pool. All that wore their mask when they were fornicating. And then they, it was, it was, it wasn't even like a small majority. It was like two thirds of the people that got it were wearing masks all the fucking time. So okay, now what? Well, those people probably weren't washing their hands and touching their eyes and on and off sunglasses and doing whatever the fuck else. That's why we can't have nice things. All right, Louie, I've done enough of a rant for the first 15 minutes. Go ahead. What do you got? Yeah. Well, we're well, right now we're catching the baseball playoffs. And like I said, uh, who would have thought that a 3 nothing lead would be about to evaporate? I mean, it's first, you know. But it's 2020, Tampa Bay. Hmm, pardon me? It's 2020. This ha- it, Any year, I think this is yeah. the year. Yeah, yeah I it, right, but, you know, taking a 3 on the lead in a series, you know, you assume that, you know, nothing's gonna, you're unstoppable at this point and you're just one game away from going to the World Series. And right now, um, the short thing is now here for a choke signal because now oh, whoa, the Astros have tied the series up and we're going to get seven tomorrow. I don't I, – I, I, I told you, I don't, I, I don't consider this a choking thing. I really look at the um, the Rays is like it's just what I said before. I don't think the Rays were ever. I don't think I would ever look at them as being up. You know, I didn't look at them as being up three games to none in the series. It was, they were obviously, but I didn't think like they weren't blowing them out. Like, this wasn't like, no, this legitimately, when they won game five, you could have been like, man, Houston should be up three games to two here. Last night, I really thought Houston should have won the series here. Hmm. Because in all honesty, in all actuality, it's not for two Jose Altuve errors that extended innings. Tampa's what game is Tampa winning here? Go through the whole series. No, seriously, go through this whole series. Yes. Game one was a two to one win. It was four to two on. Monday, and that was basically off a three-run homer, that or a three-run homer that was two pitches after a home after an error. Yeah, same thing as Tuesday. Like the first three games of this series, it wasn't like Tampa was, you know, laying the pipe last night. Yeah. Whoever won last night, I think, won the series, in my opinion. Because that was right. cause it was going to be heartbreaking either way. It was either going to be a walk-off or an extra innings win. Fortunately, it was a walk-off. But I, 
I don't see like the O four Red Sox the O four Red Sox were never out of that series. Uh, it's so much easy. I'm I'm telling you, as a guy who played and and I'm spoken to professional athletes, a former you know college level athletes, I know. Easier thing to get. See, fans don't understand this. See, this is where I draw the line. On fans. Okay. The the line for fans gets drawn here. One, if you would rather have five million dollars in a championship or $10 million in the bank is, is one of the lines. The The bigger line for me is what do you get over faster? What stings longer? For fans, it's the blowout. Yeah. For fans, no, I'm sorry. For fans, it's, it, it's the one-run game. Like, it, it's the walk-off. Fan, like, Fans can't it, – it, it's every loss. Fans live and die on every loss. Players don't. Players say, fuck, we'll get them tomorrow. Yeah. It's real easy to give up a 12 spot in the first inning and go, fuck, it's not our night. Yeah, obviously. For players, fuck it, it's not our night. Keep it moving. Oh, you see how they're acting. The worst thing to do in sports is to win big, is to walk off late, is to score late, because you carry that that high, and the other team forgets about it a second again in the locker room. Yeah. Why do you think they never go into the loser's locker room after a final game in a championship? Yeah, I think all those guys are doing. What do you think all those guys are doing? Sitting there with their fucking heads down, fucking crying their eyes out with Gatorade towels over their heads? You really, if you really think that's what goes on, I I got a oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. It's not what's going on in there. Oh, can I see it? <laughs> They're celebrating just as much. Yeah. Because it's the end of the season. And if they're at especially if they're at home. If you lose at home, you and if you were a fan that said, I'm going to wait for autographs. I want to pump guys up when they lose. You ain't going to see those guys. Because they're going to outlast you because they don't want you to see that they're not crying their eyes out. Yeah. The waterworks work when they're talking to the media. And you always see this. The post-championship thing ends about 10 minutes after the game. <laughs> because guys who have been there, and I, and you hear McAfee talk about this all the time when he talks about that 9 Colts team he was on that chose to lose to the Jets and then lost in the Super Bowl to Drew Brees and mm-hmm. his kid. Yes. He always says he walks into the locker room and it was so sad and somber, and he's like, guys, we'll be back here next year. 
That's because all those that. guys. That's because all those guys that were going that were sitting there sad and upset knew they were going to have to talk to the media. Once the media availability is over, turns like a light bulb. Bye. Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Fever Pitch, there's a scene there where Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Fallon's crying his eyes out that the Red Sox lost 19-8. And there's Tech and Damon. He's going, how can they eat? Or his buddy's like, how can they eat? How can they sit here? Why aren't they? Because they don't fucking care. <laughs> Win or lose, still getting paid. Yeah. You care. The fan, the first three letters of fanatic are fans. Or is it fans? Yes. Fan. <laughs> they don't care nearly as much as you do. Not nearly as much as you do. No, because they can't. <laughs> What's a rookie gonna do? Oh, I feel bad for the whole fucking town after we lost. Nope. You can feel bad for who you want, but it doesn't solve it. Yeah. And what are they gonna have to? What are they here? You see them in a the restaurant if they stay in town. Most guys don't. That's why most guys get the fuck out after they lose. Guys that win stay yeah. because they know they're getting free dinners everywhere they go. Oh, you're. Oh, man, dinner's on us tonight. Drinks are on us tonight. Fuck, cool. They're multimillionaires. You're buying them a drink. They should walk into a bar and go, first round's on us. No, you're going to go, hey, Johnny Damon, yeah, first beer's on me, cuz. Come on. I got a Sam Adams with your name on it. And your cousin from Boston. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you think's happening? Like, what? what, what? So, like... It's easier for Atlanta to come back from blow, getting blown out in game three. Right? They got the pits ripped. Okay. They won yesterday. They're going to win tonight. Yeah. Tampa Bay in elimination in series when they – in games where they can win the series are atrocious. Atrocious, remember 08? When the Red Sox had them on the phone, you were thinking, God damn, the Red Sox can't do this again. I mean, granted, the Red Sox are up 3 1, they won 5 6, six 5 and 6, but then they lost ultimately in 7. But you just, I remember watching that series going, they fucking can't do this again, can they? Can they come back off the mat three fucking times? To a team that's maybe as good, maybe. I think the OA Red Sox are pretty damn good. Can they do this again? Maybe. Ultimately, Tampa survived Game Seven and then lost in five in the World Series, partially because they had to go from playing. Which is weird with baseball, though, because, like, that game, was it game five in Philly? Like, that got postponed, like, twice, I think, once or twice. Mm-hmm. Like, because all it did was fucking monsoon. And, like, even the game where, like, the Phillies won the World Series, like, the infield was shiny from being wet. 
Like I remember that postseason, Michael K was calling these games on like ESPN radio, and they're like, for like one of the one of the division series, and they go, Michael, how weird is this? He goes, I know nothing but doing Yankee games in October. <laughs> He'd done it for thirteen straight years at the point. We're having to work, you know, after the yes thing. But he's like, I, I, this is so weird. And then what they give him, they give him Tampa. Um, would have been even funnier if ESPN gave him the Red Sox. <laughs> like, you have to do call all the Red Sox games. Right. Um, all right, next next on your uh, itinerary there, Luz. Am I taking all you? Are you just using, like, what I'm saying tonight for your show tomorrow? Is this what you're doing? No, not really. You know, just catch up with um, other scores and other scores and whatnot. Um, as we know, the Lakers won the uh, championship, and I couldn't be happier though. Why? Well, I am a longtime Lakers fan, and you know, considering what they went through, you know, with first with Kobe's death and whatnot, and then with the pandemic, and I mean, you couldn't you couldn't script this better from a Hollywood movie that the Lakers, you know, uh, won the championship. And now, but Louis, think got, about what you just said. Got... You couldn't have scripted this better if it was a Hollywood movie. Yes. It's the NBA. <laughs> yep. And the Dodgers just took a, got a three-run homer. <sighs> okay. Will Smith. No, not the Fresh Prince, Will Smith, but the other one. Get in, Jiggy. Dude, I'm telling you, though, he's the Fresh Prince of wherever the hell the Dodgers play. Um, here's my problem with the, with, the Dodge, with the Lakers winning. This was okay. not about LeBron. No. It shouldn't have been about LeBron. I don't care how, Le- how good LeBron is. Yes, I get the winning it for Kobe part of the whole thing. I get that. Those guys don't care, right? That 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 looks right. nice. The fans make it out to be like, oh, look, we won it for Kobe. Oh, great. Right? He didn't care, right? Yeah. But here's my problem with the whole thing. Um, can you still hear me? Yes. Okay, because I like moved like one wire here, and if I move one wire, Ooh. everything goes to shit usually. Um, right. Don't know how the whole thing works. Um, the whole problem with the with with the Laker thing is is that take out the Kobe part of this, this became uh, about LeBron. It had nothing to do with the Lakers winning the championship. Right. I need my respect. No, shut the fuck up. No, you don't. I need my respect. Now you got to respect me. No, the fuck we don't. No, I don't care how I don't. Fuck, stand up by the goddamn Hollywood sign and fucking yell from the roof. Get the biggest fucking megaphone you can find and yell, I want respect. No. That's the problem with LeBron winning this. This was never about the Lakers. I'm going to agree. It can't always be about LeBron. But it is. And this is my problem with him. He's a fucking fraud. It's like Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter's a goddamn fraud. And LeBron is learned from Derek Jeter on how to be a fraud. Nobody will ever... Look, I watched Michael his whole career, almost. Yes. 
LeBron is a hundred times better of a basketball player. He is. He's better than Carl Malone. He's better. He's the best big man you've ever seen. He's six right. foot nine, two hundred and eighty pounds. He's built like Gronk. He's built like fucking Hulk Hogan, and he moves like fucking Shawn Michaels. He moves like an Olympic sprinter. Like a jackrabbit. Yeah. The guy moves better than anybody. And I'll never take that away from him. He is the best physical specimen to ever play the game. Best physical specimen to ever play the game. Right. I, without a doubt. Out of doubt. No, you can't you can't touch him. What he is and why he'll never be better than Michael. Because no. he's, he's better than Michael. Michael wasn't as fast. Michael Michael could jump Michael could jump as high as anybody, but the three inches is still three inches. Michael yeah. was in great shape. He wasn't in LeBron shape. LeBron's doing this 18 years into his career where he played 82 games a year for the first Mm -hmm. four years of it, where Michael played 33 in college. Michael embraced everyone. Michael was loved by everyone. If you are a fan of a team playing the the Bulls, you liked Michael. You didn't hate Michael. You respected Michael. Right. You didn't show indifference to Michael. That's why he's your heiress. That's why he's the GOAT. Because you could not find a bad word to say about him until the New York Daily News. So, um, wait, why, why the fuck's this guy going to Atlantic City? And then his pop passes away, and it's, oh, Mike, you know, um, Michael keeps going to Atlantic City, and he's a big-time gambler. So, um, yeah, it was probably a mob hit because Michael owes people money, and that's that's why his dad died. That's when the whisper started. Yes. His dad died because he was alone on the side of the road at night, in a very nice car. And crime like that are crimes of opportunity. That's a really nice car. Yeah. I want it. Right? That, that was the 90s. That was a generation that was too influenced. Not that not not that I'm saying like gangster rap told them to do it, but they were influenced by it. Right. Oh man, yeah, that's a really nice fucking car. I want it. All right, plop plop plop. Yeah, well, what are we gonna do now? Yeah. 
Oh, shit. oh shit, this is Michael Jordan's dad. We're fucked. Those guys are fucked. Those kids were in solitary confinement. Because once you found out, oh, who'd you kill? Oh, some old man on the side of the street. Oh, yeah, where'd you steal from? Oh, fuck the car and the goddamn license plates at MJ23. WB. <laughs> Obviously. Real fucking dumb. He killed Aaron, Michael Jordan's dad. But this is where Michael and LeBron, this is where it stops. You wanted to hang out with Michael. You could play golf. You could hang out on a golf course with Michael. You could smoke cigars with Michael. You could fucking play catch with Michael. You could fucking drink a beer with Michael. Michael was one of the guys. Kobe is one of the guys. You can sit there and think like, man, it'd be really cool to hang out with Kobe Bryant. I would love to hang out with Kobe. Yeah, fuck, guys taking Brandy to his fucking prom and fuck, man. We can hang out with Kobe. You really want to hang out with LeBron? The guy's a fucking clown. All right. 615-68- you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. You guys are talking about LeBron? <laughs> well, isn't everybody talking about LeBron? Then the Cowboys make it <laughs> obligatory. Make it obligatory. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, LeBron's pretty good. Not that great. Uh, used to be a big fan of Michael Jordan. Started watching LeBron after Michael Jordan, and since then I've been a huge Michael Jordan. I mean, LeBron fan, and yeah, it's really been going great. Uh, you know, LeBron, he started off, I thought, pretty good on the Cavs. And he got transferred, you know, went to the Heat. And, you know, now he's at the Lakers. You there? Yeah. Yeah, so now he's at the Lakers, won that championship. I think that's really good. I mean, won a championship, won a championship with the Heat, won a championship with the Cavs. Michael Jordan won championships as well. You won championships yeah. with the Bulls. Won championships so. with the Bulls. Played baseball for two years. Won championships with the Bulls. So, in your opinion, why is LeBron better than Mike? Well, I mean, LeBron won championships. He's and won. Michael Jordan th- won championships. Yeah. Michael Jordan won championships. Yeah, Mike's undefeated. So, if we're talking strictly on championships, then they're both. Well, no, no, no. Nobody's talking strictly on championships. I think that's like the wrong thing to bring up because don't forget, Michael also won one in high school, in college. Yeah, he was a one one, but he won know, one in college. LeBron, and LeBron, who had the better teams? Well, why don't we just go through the list of the teams that they both played? No, on. we don't have to. I'm going to tell you right now, it was Michael. Well, Michael had the better T E A M. Played for team. the Bulls, right? Yeah, talking Michael the, Jordan. Yeah, but Michael had a better team around him, where they actually had guys that fit roles. He didn't have to have seventy-five superstars on the fucking team. He didn't have to leave the Bulls to go. Damn it! I want all the Are money. Are we talking I about Michael have. Jordan? No, we're talking about LeBron. LeBron has to have all the money. Why are we talking about LeBron? 
should be talking about Jordan. Yeah. LeBron. You just said that LeBron's better than Michael. Yeah. And I just told you he's not. And I was giving you the reasons why. What kind of show is this? Talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron. Why don't we talk about, I don't know. Why don't we talk about go have fun in your basement. 504, you're on uh, the uh, free Friday night free-for-all. Hey, man, what was up with that last guy? I don't know. His mommy forgot to wipe his ass. (laughs) I mean, mean, what were you guys talking about before the whole LeBron bit and all that? Um, it's just what it is, man. I yeah. mean, are you watching the U of H BYU game on TV right now? No, I don't. I, I mean, it's a hell of a game. Twenty fourteen, right now. Kickoff, second half. BYU's got the ball. That young guy's playing the ball, man. Real, real big, real college football doesn't start till next week. I thought. With what? With the Big Ten showing up. Big Ten, Pac-12. Pac-12. Oh, Pac-12 is not real college football. Uh, it's SEC or nothing, though. Come on. Well, that's because, uh, you know, I don't right, know. You know let's, get, let's get off the talk of college football. That, that's, not, that's, that's irrelevant. Right <laughs> well, I mean, the let's get, one, let's okay. get back the on the best college ground. football team I wanna, in the country. Who's the best college football team in the country? Clemson. The, Clemson's going to be bad. Clemson's the best team, and they're but, not in the SEC. Okay. Um, let's let's talk let, let's talk about that LeBron conversation that we just had though. Okay. That was that was a little ridiculous. So LeBron, you're saying Mike had a better team overall? Team, team, uh, overall. You're saying Mike team. had a better team, so he, he had more championships. So what your argument is basically that LeBron didn't have a good team that the last team that he just played on with no, AD. I, but those or, are that's a team that? of indiv- no 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 there there's. Those that's a team of individuals. Okay, fair enough. So the the sum the the parts are better than the sum. Where with Mike, Scotty was good, but Scotty was wasn't great. Scotty couldn't do it on his own. I mean, Steve Pack, Steve Kerr, John Paxson. It was Mike. Mike overall, the sum was better. Yeah, the yeah. sum was better. It was like Michael Jordan and the Bulls. It was like Frankie Valley okay. and the Four Seasons. And the Four Seasons. Where, I like, got something to bring up. Where about when you look at the LeBron like, championship real quick. Just yeah. because, I mean, we could both agree, you know, LeBron had decent teams here and there. Last Lakers team was terrible. Now they add AD and they got some good individuals, well, like you said, so now they're good. LeBron didn't care either well, last year. Yeah. LeBron didn't I mean, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about the, the, the playoffs this year. LeBron, I mean, didn't really step things up until, like, what, the finals, really? Just to get that finals MVP? Like, what was he just – I mean, he was averaging, obviously, a triple-double. But points-wise, he was just coasting, feeding AD until the finals. Yeah, that's – I mean, this year's, this year's a weird year to, like, to say anything about because of the um, the bubble and everything like that, like. Right. Like the what, clip. what was the best series in the bubble playoffs for you to watch? I couldn't tell you. I didn't even watch them. I think it was the Nuggets Jazz. That's that you know what? That series to me created stars. 
Yeah. Like you have stars going I agree. forward. Um, that series created stars, but there's a there's to me, you know, and you hear the media say, "Oh, there was no home court advantage. It was harder to win this year." Yeah, because you're trying to give LeBron. You're, like, the media falls all over themselves. The national media, especially, falls yeah. all over themselves. To well, I hear a lot of people are saying it's going to be tough for LeBron to win. Well, it's real easy when there's no travel. L.A. to Miami in a seven-game series pre-COVID—that's one of the longest fights you can have in this country. That's not an easy fight to make. That's a long fight, especially coming back across the country. No, they're on. They're all there. They're on a twenty-minute bus ride. So, like, that's the problem with like the whole bubble thing. It's like, all right, cool. It's just like with with the Bolt series. The it's like the baseball playoffs now. Losing that mm-hmm. day of travel. Hey, man, just show up to the ball, play at the ballpark. Yeah. Oh, we thank you for the phone call. Look at us taking phone calls tonight, Lou. Yeah, how about that? I had the one guy some moron. I hang up on him. Lou, look, look at that, man. Twenty twenty came and year of talking to you on here, and we had a caller worse than you. What the hell was that guy talking about? Like, what is it with like the LeBron defenders all over the world? And if you give yeah, a think point, he's the best, but he's really not. Like my favorite part of like the whole LeBron Kobe thing, and the Le- oh LeBron Michael thing. I have Kobe in there. Hi, Derek. Hi, guys. Derek, we've actually taken hey. phone calls tonight. I start talking about LeBron and Michael, and then all the LeBron's blowjobs fucking show up. <laughs> it's like God forbid you fucking say anything bad about. Him. But like, my favorite part of this whole thing is it's like. You can't say anything bad about him. Oh, he won the bubble. It's harder. There's no home court advantage. There's no fans there. It's fucking these guys have all done this. They've all done this throughout their lives. They've played in empty fucking gyms before. The best high school game you could see was like, I don't know, like 2000. It was like... I don't even think they had that strong a team. Not that I watched, but I didn't think that that was a strong team that won. So that's kind of where – that's what I would say. On the, okay. I don't think that it was that good of playoffs. Uh, yes, you guys there? I'm still here. Okay. I was, I was just wanted to know, do you agree, disagree, or what? <laughs> oh. No, I do care. Honestly, whatever. Whatever. At the end of the day, I know that Michael Jordan won six championships, went six for six. They had great teams. And LeBron 
he's made all these different finals, and what's his record? Four and six, I think. Is that, is that what it is? Correct? He lost two of the Heat, and he lost another four of the Cavs. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it would be four and six, right? Four and six. Uh, I just don't like him because he's broad. There's really not much else I can say. I mean, I'm not going to deny his talent. He's got great talent. I just don't like him. He just got too big, you know? He got too big. He's too much of a narcissist. Like, even after he won, like, he's ripping, he's still complaining. I mean, what are you complaining about? You won. You dumb. Come on. Oh man! Like, if you win, yeah, what's there to cry about? Nothing. Yeah. Oh well, you're not happy that people didn't watch. Well, like me, huh? I mean, if you're happy, um, if you're happy, you got nothing to be sad about anyway. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me because I don't like them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much called him out on his bullshit 10 years ago when he had that stupid game show of Jim Gray and ESPN and he just they just they just kept kneeling and bowing to him mm-hmm. uh, there's not much else to say uh, you guys have the uh, the second ball game on I do Looking bad Web for the Dodgers. Not, Webb is not too happy. <laughs> What's that? Thinks he needed to it. Uh, I just like that whole is that with Will Smith. He's just first off, he's a dangerous hitter. He's really good. He doesn't really go out of the strike zone. And my conclusion of watching the Will Smith for the Braves is. He just can't finish off anybody. He came close against Muncy, and he took a pitch just off the edge. And that's just like right before that three-two pitch, was like he can't finish anybody. It just looks like that. So I was not surprised. Mm-hmm. It was just a very bad pitch selection throwing that fastball. I should have gone with the slider. And I was talking to Colin uh-huh. about it, and it was just a mistake. But I really think that yeah. teams, you need more guys like that are pros, guys that just like Justin Turner, like Justin Turner doesn't give away at bats. Like he has the same approach even with two strikes. He's not looking to like destroy the ball. He's just looking to put the ball in play, make contact. And right. I thought that was a real key to that inning. That was a key. That was a key. I'm not writing off the Braves here because I don't. Cause we don't think Roberts. I don't still don't trust them. Uh-huh. So if they could keep this at four. Um, who knows? Anything could happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, any thoughts on the uh, on the collapse right now that's taking place in the other series? Cool. Collapse is definitely the word we're looking for. I mean, this is shades of 2004. You know, Boston had was uh, on the ropes, and they came back and won uh, the last four games, including a Yankee Stadium. And I was just like sickened by it. And so it looks like we're going to have maybe deja vu all over again. The camp can hold us out tomorrow night. That's a yogiism. I like it. Um, 
you want my honest opinion? Yeah. Like, I I don't know why, but, you know, we always talk about Dusty Baker and how he's made mistakes, made some bad choices, like pulling Russell Ortiz out for the Giants and cost them. That was a mistake. Yes, huge mistake. Some of the guys he put in. Um, but, like, because my father is a big Giants fan, obviously, dating back to the Paul Browns days. And he never thought he'd see, get to see the Giants win, and they wound up winning, what, three championships? But anyway, yes. it just felt in watching, like, that game four, when he went out to the mound to talk to Granky, and he left him in, I was like, this is a really good decision. And my whole conclusion there is, like, he's going to strike this guy out. And he struck the guy out, and I just felt like that was a turning point. And I don't, I didn't feel like I felt after the Yankees lost Game Four because that was an extra inning game when Ortiz beat us. But I remember taking a phone call from Brian, and yeah. we both agreed that the Yankees were in trouble, that they were in trouble after they lost Game Four, right. like, that they had to win Game Five, and like, like. I don't know why, but, like, the next day or yesterday that I woke up, I just had, like, this bad feeling. Like, you know, I, like, you lose a game like that. They were so close. To it. And I'm just like – Yeah, but Derek, here, but, Derek, here's the other thing, though, with that, though. For some reason, my fucking microphone stopped Ooh. working. That's why you couldn't hear me. Um, but, like, the thing is, it's like game five with the Yankees, though. They should have fucking won the game. They should have won the game. Yeah. Like they yeah. should have won that game. Should have. Like, it, 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 but like, here's the thing. And and Louis, remember what I said before about fans care more about like late losses and losses than the players do. Yes. They, perfect fucking example right there. Oh, we knew they were in trouble. Fucking that's revisionist history. Yes. <laughs> like. You didn't think they're like who would have fucking in their right mind would have been like oh man they're in a lot of trouble all they had to do against Kurt Schilling was fucking bunt but but did, Derek what I'm saying done. is I did, I did man I did but I, Derek back to Yankee Stadium they're gonna lose because it was there was no there was not gonna be any days off because of the rain out and I just knew that but who can put rain out to affect both teams and the Yankees are going home Doesn't to sleep matter. in their bed they're not going to a hotel so like that doesn't like, matter right. sometimes sometimes no. you just get a feel. Sometimes you just get a feeling, no, just like I, I, I understand, Derek. I that understand dad's raised, that. that dad's raised were going to be in trouble, and they lost another game last night in the same fashion. I just, I don't know. It's just very eerily similar. It's like all like the but breaks. See, but here's getting. the thing with the Rays, though, and I said this before. When you look at the first three games of this series that the Rays won, it wasn't like you could go, "Oh man, fucking Houston had they no chance." No, they they won because Houston gave them two games. Altuve gave them two games. It just mm-hmm. happened like, you know, and it wasn't even like every, in game two, he had two errors. They let the four goals, the, the yeah, four runs. It's, it's, it's like awful. a turnover in football. You know, yeah. it's like, no, oh, Brian Hoyer threw an interception or Brian Hoyer fumbled. They're just got, they're, hey, points off turnovers. Well, points off, runs off errors. Yes. You have to it's take, a yeah, big thing. The good teams do. The good teams will take advantage if you give them that. You know, the Yankees were great at that. They were the masters at taking advantage when a team like made a mistake. Those teams. Yeah. Those teams did because That's those teams. 
those teams played and played baseball. They did. Those teams worked counts. They they hit the ball behind the runner. They hit the ball to all fields. I swear to Christ, I've been saying since 2002, when does Paul O'Neill come back? When does Tino come back? When does Scott Brocious? When do you say, oh, this is what worked for us? It's like the other you, night. You think they were taking? You think they were taking him back? What's that? Well, I mean, you know, they're they're all down. Like you think they were? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, why back? can't you find guys like that? Uh, well, they kind of did with like Brett Gardner. But you can find guys that are good baseball players. And Seager yep. just hit a double home run, and this, this game's over. No. Yep. Uh, uh, and again, this in. isn't because Atlanta's better. It's because all these fucking teams want to use bullpen games. They all want to take Atlanta, bullpen games. Right? Atlanta made a mistake. They, they went to their high leverage guys too early in this game. Well, that's the same thing and that the same like thing that Tampa did tonight. This is the problem with this. Joe fucking Madden did in game seven against the – Joe Madden did this in game seven in 2016. Remember when he pulled Hendricks and then brought in Lester and you're going, what fuck are you thinking? Hendricks is fucking throwing piss missiles. This is the problem with analytics. You know, it's funny. We were, I was doing a show Wednesday night with Angel and he brought up something that, um, Steinbrenner said. And Steinbrenner legitimately said, well, this is the way baseball's going. My my whole thing to that was, Lou, you missed this part, was if yeah. every single guy in the world lined up to jump off a bridge and you're the one that goes, nah, fuck it, you're getting quality pussy. Right. If everybody's going to analytics, be the team that doesn't. Be the team that bunts. Because as you've seen, when you strike out 18 times, that's 18 less chances that somebody makes an error. Right. Errors in baseball are down, which is amazing to me because nobody feels a ground ball. The biggest thing to be, like, in the Rays-Astros game earlier, it's just they they had a guy lead off and get on, and they had Maldonado who can bunt. And he mm-hmm. he thought they had the first two guys on. That's right. He bunted the runners over to second and third. And Blake Snell, who I know he had thrown, you know, a bunch of pitches, but he pitched in and out of trouble. Like, and he and he just decides, Cash decides to pull him, and he goes to Castillo like way too early. And I was just like, Oh my god, it was the worst move run. of the game. He hasn't given up a run. You got he's your ace. He's then he went to Cy Young. I mean, yeah, he won the Cy Young last him. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2018. You have to let them. You have to let them pitch fucking... there. Like, what the hell are they doing? It's just like I knew that that was just yeah. a huge mistake. But but the bunt, the bunt was critical. They, he brings in Castillo, and they're not used to coming in that early. He's not. And you bring him in, except then this guy who comes in like seventh inning. It's just, it's just. But that bunt, and then they they also brought the infield in, and I thought that was a huge mistake. Also, like. So what if you give up the run? All right, a ground ball will get a run in. But you know what? They well, they know they're not in. They that to me, oh, right. Derek. That's but see the point. Though. That's a no, panic Derek. Move. Derek, what you uh, you could call it a panic move. 
I'll call it, it. That's a manager that's got his finger on the pulse of his team offensively and goes, we're not hitting the ball. Well, they gave up the two runs, and, and then they just fell apart. And the Astros, the Astros didn't – they only had one home run. Tucker went opposite field. Everything was just was just hits, just using, and just, just putting the ball. Uh, yeah, just, and I'm shocked all you fun. fucking pink-head Yankee fans aren't going, I wonder where the garbage cans are. The There's no garbage, garbage cans. cans. Uh, these these fans are a bunch of frauds. Like they are. shut up or Yankee fans are the biggest bunch of frauds you've ever seen. All they do is complain That's and piss and moan about everybody else cheats. Everybody else cheats. Everybody else cheats. This date cheat. This team cheat. Okay, give back your World Series shit from when you had steroid guys. Fuck you, no. A lot of teams cheat. The Diamondbacks cheated in two thousand what everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Doesn't matter. They had they had the game one. Mo just couldn't, couldn't get out of that. It wasn't Mo's fault. Come on. You guys are so afraid to blame Derek fucking Jeter. What are you how talking about? Jeter, how about Jeter comes off the bag and fucking plays that ball at second? That, was a, that wasn't a good throw. No, who but, gives a shit if it wasn't a good throw? Keep the ball in the infield. That's the first thing you're taught in Little League. Keep the ball in front okay. of you. Stop trying to be a goddamn hero. The guy couldn't swing a bat. And then, and then, he had the burning glove fucking flip on, on the Lugo fucking ball that didn't even hit the grass. Jeter comes off the base. It's first and second. Just picks it. Just come up, put, get your body in front of the ball. Because he wasn't a good shortstop. He wasn't a good fundamental defensive shortstop. So he was never going to win a gold glove until A-Rod decided to play third base. Yeah. But Yankee friends are so afraid to criticize Jeta. I'm not afraid to criticize. I'm not saying you, Derek. But you. Uh, but the first things you said were Mo didn't. No, how about Jeter did I said it wasn't a good throw. That's all. But it, you, yeah, but that, you didn't, weren't even saying that until I stopped you and said, no, 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 Jeter should have definitely fucking come off the base. Okay. Derek Jeter has never got one ounce of blame for that fucking series. Yeah. He was terrible. Look up his numbers. He had one home. He had one RBI. It was a game-winning hit. Yeah. And it was Byung Young Kim who shouldn't have been in the game anymore. Which he never even gets mm-hmm. to. Never even gets to if it's not for Tina. But everybody forgets that. It's like Red Sox fans. Red Sox fans forgot there was game sevens. All you heard about was Carlton Fisk and Bill Buckner. Yeah, what'd you do in game seven? I don't fucking care. Bill Buckner and Carlton Fisk. <laughs> people, people like to like to remember those kind of games it's just how it is I, don't know. I mean yeah I mean what, what it would be nice if you won though sure it'd be nice if you won but you can't win every year you know that you know that much no you're not going to win every year <laughs> why haven't the I mean, Yankees won in 20 years or once in 20 years do you mm-hmm. really want you really want me to tell you why why they changed yes. the whole swap I want to hear your theory yeah. because I have mine I can't hear it all right 
this is my theory. All right. Mm-hmm. I told Brian this. I told I told him it a long time ago. It's the Yes Network, where because they got the Yes Network, they decided that they needed to spend more money and get all these like fancy players for their network, and they stopped. Mm-hmm. And that's why the guys like Paul and you know, Tino Martinez went away. They started falling for guys like Jambi. That's my theory. Wow. Louie, what's yours? Well, you know, we're not, we don't have the same the same lineup. A lot's changed in the last ten years. The core four is gone. Uh we got this mediocre we got this um mediocre pitching staff that's around there. And it 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 changed, it changed everything. I'm not saying we're never gonna win another World Series. That's not I mean, because, you know, there's no responsibility we will win. But, you know, these guys, you know, they're not the Yankees of the 90s and whatnot. And it's kind of it's hard to, you know, uh, repeat, you know, in any championship, let alone baseball. But, you know, they, they, are, they are missing, like, you know, they're missing the chemistry that, they, that the um, Yankees had back in the, in the 90s and whatnot. So, you know, we need to find a good, we need to find a good core group of, of players that's going to help them get to a championship, hopefully within the next uh, ten years. Hopefully before I die, you know, because I'm not getting any younger. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you know what the sad part is, Derek. Actually, You're both right. Yeah. Louis said the exact same thing you did. He just didn't say the yes number part, but it's exactly the reason. No, why. no, no. I don't buy yeah, that. Yeah. No, but Louis, well, what you what you said, I said right. you were both right. He just he didn't did. mention. <laughs> you would have actually been right if you mentioned the yes network. It started because those, like you said, those core guys became not the core guys anymore. And as long as they tried to hold on to them being the core guys, facade, not the pitchers because pitchers, whatever, but the defensive right. players. They were always the strongest, and I'll never put Posada in the core four because I'm not fucking Steiner, and I'm not a – Posada didn't win the okay. first one. Posada right, didn't come right. up with the other three. He wasn't on the first one. That's right. If you want no. to me, the core four was Bernie, was Andy, was Mo, was Jeter. Yes. Okay, that's to me the core four, especially Bernie. Because how can you not put Bernie in that? Why is not himself? No, I never understood that. Because they could, because they were all still together, and they could all mm-hmm. sell a T-shirt or whatever the fuck the Yankees wanted to do. Sure. They could yeah. fucking merchandise you know, the fuck out of it. Log, you know, I think the log is in that core. Who? Because I felt he was just important, just as important. Paul O'Neill. Okay. Yes. Yes, Derek, I agree with that. But when I look at, like, the core four, I I always tend to think a baseball team is the strongest up the middle. Okay. Right? It's catcher. It's starters. It's catchers, pitchers. It's your shortstop and your center fielder. Those guys are your strongest. And when the Yankees were at their best – they were strongest up the middle. Again, five six three nine 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 three four eight eight for phone calls. Yeah. 
Um, call in if you you know with Yankee talk. Um, but that's my problem with the Yankees now. They're not strong up the middle. They have not been strong up the middle. Posada, Posada after like oh seven was not Jorge Posada. No, he was not. I mean, no. Derek Jeter after 04. See, here's the thing. All those – Jeter got to be around all those old guys, right? Mm-hmm. Donnie, Don Manningly, Tino, Rock, Straw, Brocious, Boggs, Charlie Hayes, Paul O'Neill. What's going on? Joe Girardi. Was Derek Jeter the leader of those 96 to 2001 Yankees? No, he wasn't the leader until fucking no, Steinbrenner. Not really. He really wasn't because those teams didn't need a leader. They didn't need. They, they they all stood on the top step of the dugout and ran themselves out. It wasn't until a little... more like more like committee, maybe. No, no, those they, they were a professional team. They showed yeah, they David Cohn. I, I I tell you right now, I think David Cohn was the leader of those teams. I think David yeah. called the Hall of Famer. Even though he, you know, he didn't have his long career, but I, I do. I think he's better than some of the pitchers that are in the in the. I think Hall he's better than Messina, but Angel's he not here to defend Messina. Cone's problem was his career wasn't long enough. Yeah. That that that's yeah. Cone's problem. Cone's Cone's biggest problem was that his career just wasn't long enough. Um. Yeah. But. In saying that, you know, I, I, I tend to, like, I look at it this way. Have the Yankees been strong up the middle since, like, 2002? No. Because Bernie, towards the end of his career, and the one year they won, they were strong up the middle. They had Johnny they, Damon. They, they had, had good Johnny starting Damon. pitching. They had Johnny Damon. They had... Think about it. That year they had like a they had three outfield they had three center fielders in the outfield. Yeah. 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 Gardy. You had Damon and you had Melky. And you had for Melky to be your fourth outfielder. That's pretty good. That's a lot. He got a lot of big hits for them that year. He did. Yeah. Captain Clutch, not so much. Derek Jeter had one Cap- walk-off hit in like the last although ten I, years of his career. I still believe Captain Clutch could have could have won as the MVP. I think it was '99. It might have been the '99 year that he lost. Yeah. I thought he could, but ah, not everybody wants MVP. Just tell well, the problem with those '90s Yankees teams were is that everybody was an MVP. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're all getting votes, you know. So it's like. Like, remember Tito had that year, 97? 97, you, still couldn't win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you get, like 44 home runs? Yeah, 44, <laughs> drove in a buck 40, was the only reason, was one of the main yeah. reasons they made the playoffs. Yeah. But yet, came in like second. And then Tino was like, had like the best fielding percentage in the American League of, among first basemen. And fucking Rafael Palmero <laughs> won the, <laughs> played five games of first baseman. We'll give him the gold glove. 
it was at that moment that I stopped buying Rawlings Gold Gloves because I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. This whole fucking award is bullshit. Not should be. Swisher had big hits that year. That team fed off each other. That was a circular lineup. It didn't matter who hit first, who hit ninth. That team, I think, wait, Guardy hit it most of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guardy plays a hell of a defense. Does play great defense, though. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. I mean, Tex had one fucking big hit in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, Tex may Tex may have been the worst contract the Yankees had signed. Oh, that was like if, if you go over, out. if you go over like the big Yankee deals from like the, in the Yes Network era, Giambi wasn't a terrible deal. A Rods wasn't a terrible deal. But the three worst ones were the last Posada deal, the last Jeter deal, and the Teixeira deal. And, and of course, Keigawa. <laughs> yes, because the Steinbrenner wanted a. Uh, that was their picture. answer to Dice K Matsuzaka. I remember the whole thing. Yeah. We talked about it. My brother decided the fact that he wore those shades, those, those shades, well, whatever you want to call it. It was like the Charlie Sheen of like the Yankees, the Japanese Charlton. The dimension of sight, of sound, but of no mind. There's a rubber room up ahead. You're entering the Jerome Zone. From one rubber room to the other. Oh, wait just a second. It would help if I click on that. I do not <laughs> like that picture who picked the first day. <laughs> I see that guy in the middle no, no. turning off the ship. No, he was fine. When is Cashman going to make a move? No, he doesn't. To make another picture. He... I don't care what it takes to get the guy from Cleveland in there. <laughs> he has to get a picture. And if they don't, they are done. Finished. Jerome, wait a second. He never. It's like holding a press conference. He doesn't have. It's like the old days again. I think he's off the drugs. What is it? And uh, the bottom line is, uh, as long as his health is uh, is okay, and apparently Jerome is back in mid-season form. There's no question about it. First of all, we don't want Jerome, if you're listening right now, to overreact. There's nothing wrong with damn guys. And, by the way, Brian Cashman didn't make a move, so there. Uh, Ollendorf comes down, and here comes Kei Igawa, and good times are ahead for the New York Yankees. There's nothing wrong with their pitching staff. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I remember when that was. <laughs> Kei Igawa, it'll be fine. It'll be fine if Kei Igawa... And that you was remember the year. when he was calling about Mazasi? Yes, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And then when he got thrown Ooh. off of the fan, and then, like, it's so funny. Like, they're like, oh, Jerome's okay. No, Jerome was kicked off the fan, and then he got kicked off of ESPN radio. Guy was like Ira from Staten Island, the Jet fan. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the funniest part is, it's like, Brian Cashman, at this point, 
has to just look at it and go, I'm stealing money. Yeah. Derek, what are you doing? Shall we? I'm not doing anything. Like, Cashman legitimately is stealing money at this point because, really, it's yeah. hard to put this team together. Everything, and I love Brian. Brian Brian's one of the great, nicest people I've ever met. But like, when you really start to think about it, like, nobody wants to come and play for the Yankees. It, it, I do my own like, introduction. I'll do it for you. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the former host of No Goal Sports, a Buffalo Bills fan who's kind of salty over Tuesday night. Uh, I am? <laughs> I don't know. He is the one and only. I can't stand him because he's a fucking Bills fan. I'm a Patriot fan. This just fucking happened. And he's going around telling everybody I'm a fucking Red Sox fan, which is not the truth, Brian Sanborn. <laughs> Yeah, right. no, we have to, we, you know, we have a massive feud going right now, according to someone on this phone. <laughs> I was going to say, I was trying to, like, get around saying it. Derek, when did you yeah, ever I think mean, that me and Brian were feuding? And I talked to Brian, like, three times a, day, a week. Three times a week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Brian, we actually took, I, yeah, we're, we're feuding, but we actually took phone calls tonight, and both of them were... Suck, suck, slurp, slurp to LeBron James. Oh, did our guy mm-hmm. from Atlanta call tonight? No, Nas didn't call. It was some other fucking. It was oh, two other. Fans. I wish he did. Oh, Dude, Nas is my favorite. LeBron James. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> Not, yeah. LeBron James. Who's on the line now? Who do we got? Uh, we got our guy, Louie. Uh, yeah, hey, Louie. Louie and Derek. Good. How you doing? And Derek Felix, the resident Ranger fan, the resident Derek Felix. Derek Felix, Felix. fan of 20 MLB teams. <laughs> Felix. Um, by the way, now that you're on the phone, Bri, um, we can sure. finally pivot away from baseball. Um, well, I, I, well, we can, but no, there's something I want to bring up, and I was waiting for you to call in, and that's why mm-hmm. I didn't bring it up yet. Um Okay. Let me just pull up the string of tweets here uh, from Sinbin Vegas. Here we go. This is from yesterday. All right. Um, Bill Foley, owner of the Vegas Golden Knights, was on a Mm -hmm. radio show out in the desert. Okay. Okay. And had some interesting things to say. I'm just trying to get down to the tweets. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, All right, here you go. He was on Sportsbook Radio. Um, I think they are going to be playing in a Canadian division. I don't think okay. they're going to be crossing the border. Who knows if we are going to play... If we aren't playing in front of fans, a lot of teams can't make it. Mm. So, wait a minute. So you're you're going to have a Canadian division only, and so all seven teams in Canada are going to play. How many teams are there? Wait, there's six, right? There's six seven. Teams in Canada. Seven. Yeah. 
All right, so, so seven teams. Do, do we even count uh, Toronto as a team? No. Um, seven, <laughs> seven teams uh, or the in Sabres. Canada. The Sabres could be considered Canada. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, here's a great story. My, my my buddy Harry and Derek knows who he is. Right. We we go to we went to see a Bills game in Buffalo for the weekend, and, and the Mets are playing in the, in the NLCS against I think it was St. Louis. This is when the Mets. So I think Mike Hampton was pitching. I, I forget. But he goes, you know, Brian, is Buffalo going to have the game on? I said, well, why? Well, do, I don't know. Do they have an NBC Philly? I was like, Harry, Buffalo's in the United States. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and he said it just was barely. I'm like, dude, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's almost not. Okay. But it was just so funny that he. Just like Detroit. You know, he really, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much. Yeah. Oh, here, but, Brian, um, there's other stuff that was said, too, that I, I, okay. I honestly. Um, uh, that also said, uh, where the fuck is it? Uh, uh, where the fuck is it? Oh, um, 60 games, 60 to 65 Mm -hmm. games. Mm Okay. Okay. And, and the one true telling thing, and, and I can't, and we welcome in the host of the Madison Miller podcast, Madison Miller. Um, Hello, guys. I'm not going to be on for very Hello. long. Um, I had a little uh, hiccup at work today. I hit my head on mm. oh. a cabinet, so right? I'm not going to be on. Yeah, I'm doing okay right now, so I'm. You're not, gonna, no dizzy spells, no no problems. You're not having any vision issues or anything. Because I'm no, worried I'm about okay. you. Okay, I just um, I just uh, had ice on my head throughout the day. Um, and, oh wow! Um, so I'm gonna spend the half hour with you, fine gentlemen, while I watch the rest of the Braves game and uh, some college football that I have money on as well. Uh-huh. College football on a Friday night. Oh. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? You know what I'm. You know what I'm annoyed about is I was all excited because when we did our baseball preview on this network, yours truly yeah. picked Tampa versus Atlanta in the World Series. Yeah. Before the season started, and I was like, "Oh, I got this in the bag. Tampa's up three zero, and you're, you know Atlanta's up three one." I'm like, yeah. right. you're not I doubt that I. You're not the only part of agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was. Um, you know, if Houston makes yeah. the World Series, I I give up. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just so twenty twenty if they make it. Yeah, it really would be. Hmm. Oh, and and here's the other well, thing that uh, Foley said. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn it! Every time I fucking touch something, I lose it. I, I really do have some divisions up here if it, if it helps you. I, I yeah, have it, it had nothing to do with it. Oh, this was the other thing that um, Foley had said. Okay. Um, the season has to be finished by June 30th because NBC yeah. has the Olympics. Right. That's the one thing that we all kind of I think we all forgot about the Olympics are next year. Yeah, yeah. 
The Winter Olympics are next year? I thought it was the Summer, summer. Olympics that are next year. Summer Olympics. Oh, are yeah. In that, June, July. Oh, okay. That's in Tokyo, right? Tokyo, if I remember yeah. correctly. Hmm. See, like, if I'm if in the if I'm recovered in yeah. onside kick. By the way, if I'm still living here in 2028, George, you can come visit me in L.A. We can go to Olympics. <laughs> you won't be. You, well, you know what? You've been saying that for years now. You won't be, but you will be. Um, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Something but here's in the two thing. Weeks. I may be speaking German in two years. But anyway. Yeah, it can happen. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, to me, if, that, if that's what the NHL is going to do, they're going to do 65 games next year. Which mm-hmm. I've already heard from like people that they don't think there's going to be fans in the building until after the midway point of the season next year. So the first mm-hmm. part of the season would be in bubbles, which I'm kind of okay with. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have a choice, especially with the and the reason why they're waiting till January 1st is they think the Canadian border is going to open up on January 1st. I see. I'm not so sure. To help you, right? Remember, it's a two-week well, the, the flying the curve. Is, the other thing too, the other thing too is you have to wait. You just had a full set of playoffs. You can't be starting the season right away for for the teams that you know what I mean. I mean, you know, they need a little break, yeah. and then you have to have to let the off season play out a little bit. You have to have training camp start up a little bit. Well, why, so I think why can't you start? Why can't you start the? Look, these guys have four months off. Right. Right. Why can't yeah. you start training camp like November, I don't know, November 15th, start the season December 1st or December well, I, I, 10th? I, I'm with you, but I also think they're trying to delay this as much as possible in the hopes that they could get some fannies in the stands and make some money from tickets. <laughs> you know, they want to push yeah. it back farther. I, that's just my opinion, but I could you, you could be right. I very well be right. I just because starting you know, it that weekend would, mm-hmm. would be what's starting it up against the first weekend of the NFL. Yeah, of the NFL playoffs, the play playoffs. Yeah. Right with the hit against the ship. Ooh, going for two. Oh, he's out. What <gasps> game is this? Uh, you're ahead of. Oh. Uh, Madison, don't you realize we all stream the game because we're not staring at TVs? <laughs> no, Derek's on Derek's on DVR. He's on DVR, so he's behind. No, but like, no, we all watch because I stream now. Like, Ooh. you remember people stream, Madison? Uh, I don't mind watching the game this way, so. I mean, and, oh, by the way, our resident breaker, Colin, said they're choking. <laughs> he's, waiting for, he's waiting for the other two to drop. I mean, you know what? I would have gone for two also on that. That was a good piece of hitting. He's a really I didn't even know college player. football was even going on still. I said it. That was the other thing I Wait said, Brian, when our first call or our second caller tonight. I said I didn't know college football started until next weekend. I know. I, I, well, it's, the, just so, the, it's just so – it's so the Pac-12, uh, the Big Ten, they're the ones that start until next week. Pac-12 doesn't count. 
Uh, not anymore. You didn't say anything, Madison, about Chris Taylor getting hurt. Well, I wanted, um, that- I wanted, uh, I didn't want to break that news because that's a little unfortunate for Chris Taylor and for the Dodgers. And I hope was Chris safe Taylor because was he was safe. He dropped the ball. They couldn't put the yeah, tag on him. Yeah, he was safe. I didn't realize that the ball was dropped. That's my bad. Well, on that note, I'll say good night, and hopefully, I'll be, well, I'll be back very soon. Good night, everybody. Good night, Louie. All right, Lou. Have a good night, Louie. Take care. I'll try. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's BYU and uh, are oh. you watching BYU in Houston? Is BYU that the game we're watching here? That's on right now. Another question: That Louie okay. that was just on on the show is that is that the nine oh eight number in our text chat? No, that's not. You don't. No, I don't think. No, Louie's not in our text chat. Who is the nine oh eight number in our chat then? In our text chat. <laughs> Yeah, that's I don't Angel even know who, who that is either. Oh, that's Angel who does my other show with me. Oh. Right. Ah. That was, I, Angel Cabrera? He, you know, he, he writes old, in the uh, chat all the Angel time. Cabrera. And I, I, feel like um, that. I didn't know who it was, so I'm just out of curiosity. And I know Rob Davis has a 908 number, too, but I have his no, phone number Rob saved Davis. in my no, phone. He's, he's 973. Yeah. Derek, Derek right, is a 900. Derek is 900, area code is... 917. Um, no, I'll say 900. It's one of those pay services. You're right. Um, Robert Davis is 973. I do have his number saved in my phone. I, and I thought Robert Davis, for whatever reason, was 908. Shout out to Robert Davis. The whole thing with Robert Davis is, you just, if he does call it, you just don't know how long people stay on for because his folks die at any moment. I, I tell you the Rob Davis... My Rob Davis, um, uh, it's funny about Rob Davis. He he's such a a a um a ball buster in the chat. But like when we do our uh, shows and and video chats, he's brilliant. Rob is very level headed, and he's really good at analyzing the sports, <laughs> the stuff that we do. <laughs> he knows. But here's he knows the, here's the best part. Anybody that's listening. If Rob calls in, Derek won't call or care about him anymore. As he doesn't call in, that's all he can think about. Dude, my favorite was Rob called. Rob called in the bolt shows what Sunday night. We did like six hours of shows. My wife was ready to kill me. Now you guys were out of control. I mean, I, I you know, horrible. I do a show like this once in a while. But there's a call in, call in, calls like guys. I'm not living on a bachelor pad, you know, just. <laughs> Drinking, I mean, you know, I mean, not that. I, you know what I'm saying. It's just, I, it was just driving me that Derek messaged me every five minutes. I didn't show any shows the last couple of days. You're out of control. No, wait a second. We, we, we did a few shows. Big deal. You That's why he thought we were feuding, right? Because you were enjoying the show because I was there. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> oh, I, we were feuding because I wouldn't call in. Oh, shit. And he was mad about it. That's exactly what happened. You know. That's exactly what happened. Madison, I have to ask you a question. Go ahead, Derek. This this game is that. Will nine you be runs. my date to the prom? Do you need do you need one more run for this, or, or does the nine cover it for you? For the, for the do you need more? Um, worst case scenario, I push. I need one more oh, run. The win. Need one more. Right. So one more run, the win. But so you, it, worst case scenario, I push. So you, and I got you my money back. Feel, you have to be feeling like so good when the Braves got those first two runners on. 
and they were so close to loading up the bases. It looked like it was going to happen. Keep an eye on that. I know, and then uh, that Mookie Betts play, that Mookie Betts play that the the run got overturned. If that run counted, I would have won by now. Wow. Well, if that yeah, because I think they need a difference between a win and a push. Well, think about that run doesn't get overturned. Yeah. That that's a different. That makes that whole completely different inning. I won all three of my bets last night. It's 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 crazy because. Monday I rocked. Tuesday and Wednesday I was terrible. Thursday, well, yesterday I did very well. I had Arkansas State minus three and a half, and then I had under in the Astro game and then over in Braves Dodgers. You're out of So I won all three yesterday. You're out of hand. I love it. She was unbelievable. Madison, do you bet on the WNBA too? No. Never have. That would make you a complete between, degenerate gambler. Between between you and I, I've no, I I have known somebody in my life that has bet at least two thousand dollars on WNBA games. I know people have bet on WNBA, but I just never have. Yes, correct. I, I don't handicap what? that sport in a, in a degenerate honest, manner. Those sometimes are the best ones to go after because the spreads maybe not be as sharp. That's Meaning, true. Yeah, that's true. You might get I'm probably going to get in that from a betting perspective. If you do some line shopping, if you do line shopping, you could probably get some, <laughs> you know. So. Hey, Let's Brian, I have there. a question for you. Lay it on me. What do you got? Okay, so last Friday night was obviously the debacle that was uh, the Yankees losing game five, so I obviously did not come on Derek's show last Friday night because I was in misery. He, Derek had yes, texted me to I check have. up on me to see if I was doing okay, and he told me that you had a parlay for me. I wanted to know what that parlay was, and that's if you remember it. I would have lost. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But I'm gonna come right. up. I am gonna. I am gonna come up. No, because my picks in the NFL this weekend were horrendous. I mean, I couldn't nail anything. Oh, guess which one I got right? I actually yeah, got the Titans hard right. this week. Yeah, I won. Titans were the few ones I got right this week. Uh, other than that, you know, I I, I love the networks. Oh, oh the Titans are just warriors. They had COVID. They were off for two weeks and two days. Buffalo had more injuries than Tennessee had Corona cases. Why, so why did this surprise why people on. that Tennessee oh. won that game? Well, why did that surprise people? Though. You knew. You, you, you were, you were Buffalo's really top sick. two corners were out. Milana was out. White. White was out, yeah. They're a mess. And so yeah, was, they got problems. So was one of your receivers, it's, right? John, John Brown, yes. Yeah. I mean, right. all I'm saying is Tennessee had two-plus weeks to rest, and even Brayville said these virtual practices were better than real practice. Really? So he's telling you that, yes, I'm telling you, everybody thinks like, oh, my goodness. Oh, they, they, they thought that they were, like, conquering, like, the world. I said, dude, it was they had two plus weeks off. I felt, And they're a good team. So yeah. you put that on top of that. And you put three turnovers on top of it. And then you get to the yeah. So, hey, Madison. It's okay. It's a loss. It's you not got, a big you deal. Got your, uh, but I, you I know. Got your that's why I said thanks, Darno, because he had the RBI ground out. Well, the whole key was that you got the you got the you got the runner to advance to third on the flyout. Better. Yeah, and that's too. So I had to give credit to uh, 
Ozuna for that. Now I just need BYU to come back and beat um, Houston here. And that would be very nice. Did you, did you, were you in on the Tulane game? Or you, I think you had Tulane as one of your like best bets or something, right? Or was that just something that you put up on Twitter? Because I remember reading that. Oh, I picked, I, I tweeted out the four things I bet on today. I took Tulane getting the points. They lost in overtime by three, so they covered. Just Tulane did it. Tulane won me money. They didn't win, but it just had them covering. BYU was laying three and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I got them at four at another spot. Oh, really? Is Tulane yeah. good as a football team? Um, Tulane's okay. They're mediocre. They're, but the, the funny thing is, is that BYU I thought was overvalued for a couple of weeks, and I bet against them a couple of times they came back to bite me in the ass. And then this is the one week – it was weird because this line, the BYU line, was, like, sitting there, like, five and a half, like, all week long. And then it went down to four and then three and a half. And I said, you know what? I'm actually going to bet on BYU instead of taking the over in this game. So the line moved down enough to the point where I had to take BYU. And BYU okay, gets to so, stop on yeah, defense. I, I, I'm just trying to understand, like, you know, how you decide to – how you decide on – yeah, I mean, I think – I project – I project lines and um, – and it's funny because my strategy, my, that's the that's how I uh, bet on NBA and or I should say uh, football and basketball. Like I project lines and I'm successful at it, especially football this year. College football when I do my Fab Five. Oh, you guys want me to tell you my Fab Five of the week for both college football and the NFL? Go for it because yeah, well, I have I'll my hair for it. I hear it. Why not? I mean, I suck at picking football. <laughs> So every Friday on my podcast, I do a Fab Five segment where I pick five games in the NFL and five games in college football. On the season for college football, I have to do some math here and pull up my calculator because I I just had my head injury. So it went three and two, three and two, three and two, four and one, four and one. And week one of college football I didn't do because there wasn't many games, so I started week two of college football, which was week one of the NFL. So in um, in college football this year, I'm 17-8. and eight. And in NFL this year, I am 16-9. and nine. So 16-9 in the NFL, 17-8 and eight in college football. So... I'm going to start with college football for uh, my Fab Five. All right, Madison, hold on. We actually have a phone call in the air. 863, you're on the air. That's Dan. Oh, oh it's Dan. Yo. All right, never mind. Hi, Dan. Yo, what Never is? mind. <laughs> never mind. It's only Dan and Madison. Keep going. <laughs> it's George. It's all right. Oh, come all right. on. Poor Dan. I'm sorry. I'm, I knew 863 sounded familiar. You know what? Let's, 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 let's redo no, this. Okay. You ready? Ladies and gentlemen from Lakeland, Florida, the master of disaster, the tower of power, Dan Wheeler. Any there? That's now, that, now that's an introduction. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Hey. I'm, I'm, who's, who's the one that's breathing like Darth fucking Vader? Somebody is breathing fucking heavy on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Madison's talking, so it must be Derek. My son. Oh! <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. Uh, Madison, go ahead with uh, what you were your top. I think it was a top five or something like that. Fab five. Fab I do Fab five picks on my podcast on every Friday for each of college football and the NFL. College football Fab five for week number seven of college football. I'm going to give out my picks. Auburn minus okay. two and a half. Well, I got it at three and a half against South Carolina. I think that um, Auburn is a team that I think is getting too much um, uh, hate right now because they should have lost to Arkansas, and even they know that um, they're lucky to be um, the record they are, and yada, yada. They got crushed by Georgia. But I think South Carolina stinks, and I think Bo Nix puts up a good game. So Auburn minus three and a half is one of my picks. Um, The second one I have for you guys, Navy minus two and a half. They are playing East Carolina. East Carolina stinks. And Navy, I don't think is that bad. So I'm going to lay the two and a half with Navy. East or East Carolina. NC State is laying four and a half against Duke. I think Duke is one of the most overrated teams in all college football. NC State, meanwhile, has won me money all year because I've been on them as big dogs, and now they're a slight favor, and I still think they're undervalued here against an overrated Duke team. Next up, Virginia minus two and a half against Wake Forest. Wake Forest, I think, is the worst team in the ACC this series of them or Duke. But Virginia, to me, is undervalued in the spot on the road. Boston College getting 13 and a half against Virginia Tech. Um, everybody thinks that BC is going to cover the number. That's what makes me nervous because this is the darling underdog pick of the week. But I think that's too big of a number. Boston College is another team that I fed on a lot this year in my Fab Five segment. So um, I think they uh, are going to do me a favor here. And then my money line pick of the week, North Texas plus 176 against Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee should not be favored against anybody. And a bonus pick for you guys because it's a, the, big, the biggest game of the year in college football, Georgia-Alabama over 58 and a half. Because I think it's a shootout. Mm. You do. Well, nobody plays defense anymore in college football, so that's a good bet. Especially, yeah. I mean, I know Alabama's defense sucks this year, but doesn't Georgia have good defense? Georgia does have a good defense, but Alabama's offense is very good. Yeah, I Even though like their quarterback, I, I don't trust the quarterback. Cool. I think that that game's in the 60s or even the 70s. I think I'm going to say that Alabama really? wins the game like 40 to 37 or something like that, or 36 33, 34 37, something like 34 37. Alabama's my call for that you game. You know, historically, for that game, like, yeah, they usually play most boring games, but I actually think that the line is actually in line with how the two teams play this year. So that could be interesting. Bama's giving four and a half. I um, I project Bama two and a half, so I would bet Georgia plus the four and a half, but I have a bigger what? edge on the over. I really like the over more than I like Georgia. Madison, I wanted to go back to a comment you said about East Carolina. You said that they think so, do you have intel about them not showering well? Do we need to set up a foundation for them to get far to soak? 
East Carolina's been bad for a couple years now in the AAC, and I just think that maybe our East Carolina should not be, yes, BYU gets the two-point conversion. Now they're up three. Now they just have to get another stop and another score, and then I can get my cover. Um, Yeah, back to Navy-ECU. ECU, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they have fans in the stands, or else I would have um, projected that line to be uh, more than what I projected it as, and I still probably would have bet on Navy. I just think that Navy's grossly undervalued in that spot on the road at East Carolina because the whole world thinks that's a trap game. So I'm going to go contrarian and take the midshipman. Did he, did he just say contrarian? <laughs> yeah. Too goddamn smart for this podcast. Game. You know what? A lot of people call me contrarian. So no, we just, <laughs> no, we call you an asshole. <laughs> you guys want to hear the NFL picks now for the Fast Five? Yeah, yeah sure. I do. I want, I, want, I want to see what you got. Let's All right, my it. first Fast Five pick for the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles are getting nine and a half at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, the Eagles are without a lot of their offensive linemen. No Alshon Jeffrey, no Sean Jackson. But who's that receiver that's really broken out for the Eagles this year? And really it's helped Carson win. I'm blanking on his name. He's been good I watched the, last the game last weeks. week, and I know who you're talking about, and I can't remember his name either, but I'll find it for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember um, I watched a decent amount of that game on Sunday. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, Hill or some shit? Fulgham. No. Fulgham. Yeah, Fulgham. Yeah, he had a lot of Wait, is that, Isn't that one of those first-year receivers? Like, there's a whole bunch of first-year receivers that have put up really good numbers. That one yeah, because the defenses, the defenses are way behind the offense. He's their, uh, the, the Darius Slayton of, like, the you know, Darius Slayton sort of came out of nowhere as a rookie last year. That's yeah. the NFC East version of Darius Slayton this year, like the rookie that came out of nowhere. Or you can argue Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys, too. It's another one that came out of nowhere. I don't even know if he's a rookie. So, yeah, Philadelphia is getting nine and a half. I think that Fulgham's going to have another big game. I do not really love what I've seen from the Ravens' offense. I think that Lamar's regressed from his MVP season, as predicted, but he's even worse than I thought he was going to be this year. And I think that Philadelphia will be competitive against the um, the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens will still win, but I think they win by, like, a touchdown. I think nine and a half is too big of a number in that game. And I project the Ravens to be – three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the Eagles don't even have fans in the stands, or else I would have lowered that number. So, yeah, I have a lot of oh, – I feel like I'm getting a lot of value here at the Eagles. The next one, shout-out to JPG. I am taking the Chicago Bears plus one-and-a-half again. Dan's <laughs> beloved Carolina oh, Shout-out to Derek, but that's Daniel fine. Okay. Your team is overvalued here. Mediocre Dan men is coming in to save valued. the day. Let her speak. Oh, look at you defending your girlfriend. Oh, how cute. No. I'd like to hear what you're about this game. The master interrupter is talking about interrupting. For real, though. Sorry, Dan. Madison, why do you – well, I actually am optimistically pessimistic. I don't know the word, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Optimistic? 
about this team, but but they could fall for a trap. And I came really surprised today when I found out that Carolina was the favorite on this. Yeah, uh, I, I saw that so, comment in the chat today. That's why um, that was going to be my next question. That um, that I noticed that you were surprised that they were favored. I think the Bears should be favored. Um, Teddy yeah. really? Bridgewater's played well this year, and that offense has looked good. But when is the loss of Christian McCaffrey ultimately going to come back and bite him? And you know who's a good defensive team? The Chicago Bears. They are. Mm-hmm. Well, Khalil Mack mm-hmm. can make habit of that Panthers. Yeah. The Panthers' offensive line I don't trust. I think McCaffrey kind of always made that offensive line look better than it was, and so has Mike Davis. Mike Davis, credit to him, he's been very good. But I think I think Khalil Mack's in for a big day. I think that the Bears um, probably should not have beaten Tampa, and I think that uh, I'm going to say the Bears win by four points on Sunday. Sorry, Dan. Um, I'll probably no. take your Panthers when they're undervalued at some point during the season. You don't have to be sorry for that. It's it's actually not, it's actually not a bad um, a bet there because I mean they have played. You even um, surprised pretty... you you were even surprised that the Panthers were favored. No, no, I'm, I'm no, no, I'm not disagreeing with you, Madison. I, you you got to hear me out on this one. So yeah, uh, I I mean um, what Mike Davis is doing is awesome, but we have done this against some uh, some teams that are pretty suspect, uh, teams that um, are so-so, could be, uh, right. known as a decent team, but, you know. Um, I think they're decent in Arizona. Good. Atlanta's 0-5. Atlanta's the worst. Atlanta's the best 0-5 team I've ever seen. Yeah, they are. Like, yeah, they're, they're, very, they're a good 0 and 5. Mm-hmm. I think they're 0 and 5 because of Dan Quinn. <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, we'll find out on Sunday. Boy, it's a, it's a team effort to accomplish that. Uh, Dan Quinn certainly did his part on that, but also they didn't, they've had, no, it's not had the services of Julio Jones um, lately. Right. So, that, so that hurts. Um, the defense that is constructed is not necessarily to that the best. Offensive uh, line isn't good. It doesn't. It takes a team to lose a a, a team game. So it takes uh, one guy not to remember that he can pick up the ball before ten yards too. I mean that that comes down to coaching. Well, yeah, he, I, could not, he, I still yeah, can't I get over it. the fact that they they backed off. They didn't like. All they had to do was go forward and. They didn't, they didn't have to wait for it to go. What the hell were they doing on that play? This is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm going to move on with my picks. Okay. Yeah, so. Probably a good call. There's three more that I want to hit on. Um, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, over 50 and a half. I think that this is going to be a shootout. I project this over to be 56, so... I'm getting some value here on the over. I think both of these offenses are going to score, score, and score. I think Pittsburgh will win, um, but I think it's a shootout, and it'll go well over 50 and a half, and I think this game is played into the 60s. 
My next one. Um, I don't want to hurt another person's feelings on this show. I am taking the Broncos of Denver getting nine at George Bruce Patriots. Really? Okay, so the Patriots win by eight. Who gives? I I don't care if they win or lose. I just I don't care if they cover. Patriots don't cover anymore. I think that there's a. Um, I think Denver's live. I think, think Denver's live. Dog? Is that what you're saying? I do. I think Denver's live. Drew Locke back. Noah Fant back. No Cortland Sutton. Philip Lindsay back. No Melvin Gordon, I I guess, is sort of a big deal. But I don't like Melvin Gordon. I don't think he's that great. I think Philip Lindsay's better. Roy Freeman's going to get some touches. Um, Actually, great. The Denver defense, um, I don't really love because they have some injuries, A.J. Boye and stuff. I mean, I think that they have a shot to win outright, but um, worst-case scenario, Patriots win by eight, and I just win the plus nine bet. And in my last pick for the NFL, Rams 49ers under 52. I think this is a lower-scoring game than people expect. I think that Aaron Donald's going to make habit again of – the 49ers offensive line. Um, I think that the 49ers defense, even without Nick Bosa, is going to step up in a division rivalry game. I think this total should be 46 and a half and it's 52. I think that this is a three point game, regardless of who wins. I think this has 26, 23 written all over it. I don't know who wins, but more likely the Rams. But I'm going to say that's a forty or a twenty-six, twenty-three football game, and the under hits easily. I, um, you know, Madison on that last game, I, I think it's a solid, solid pick. I think the Forty ers are going to make adjustments this week on their offense. They have uh, against Miami, they lost sight of their identity. They tried to go more of a passing kind of offense, uh, passing-centric offense. That's not their game. So they're going to go back to their bread and butter and run the ball. Even I and, think the 49ers try- screwed up last week by benching Garoppolo. That's my hot take. They should not have benched him. Yeah, he played terrible, but their defense gave up all those points, not Jimmy G. <laughs> oh, I, I, I look at that as one of those things where it's like, Pulling a goaltender when he's having a bad night. All right, go out and live, you know, live another day. You know, all right. Yeah. You know, to me, that's I'm, all that was. I'm, I'm, I'm with, not I'm a with bad equivalent. I'm, I'm, I'm with Brew on that one. I, I think there's too much money on Garoppolo. You, you knew that it wasn't looking good for you, so you need and to get him And he's coming back off an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah I never that's, thought of that's, that. That's the, biggest, that's, the, that's the thing people weren't talking too much about. It's the fact that he was fresh off of an injury, and the, a lot of people claimed that he wasn't really fully back. So they wanted to uh, lick his wounds, essentially, and just handle that. It was a out-of-conference game, so it's uh, for tiebreaker purposes, it's not the biggest ordeal. They need him for games like um, against the Rams. So uh, I thought I thought it was a good move there. I think they're gonna. I think the lower 
is a good pick. I think it uh, it will be a lot more of a uh, ball control game uh, where possessions will come at a premium rather than at a uh, at a maximum or like a uh, like a lot of possessions. I think it's just going to be a very controlled uh, clocked game. Uh, so. I could I could very well see what you're saying with the under. Yeah, and here's the other thing yeah. I think about about San Francisco. They're a fucking JV football team right now. Their defense is terrible. Kittle's not 100 percent. Jimmy G's not 100 percent. I for what reason they didn't resign Emmanuel Sanders blows my mind because he he was kind of the one that kept that engine going. I don't understand that because the Dolphins are one of the worst run defenses in the league and that you didn't run the game run. That's just Kyle Shanahan now thinking himself. That's just trying to be too damn smart. And then the other case for me taking the under in that game is that uh, you, you, what you just said, the, uh, that they're banged up yeah. offensively. That's part of my reasoning of taking the under and plus Aaron Donald and um, I could see the Niners' defense uh, actually uh, rebounding after the bad week against the Dolphins and keeping that being competitive. How about this? Let's just say let's just say that last year was a dream season for the Niners, and they're not that Sorry, good. True. Maybe, maybe, maybe there would be equivalent to uh, the Falcons from a couple years ago that had the dream season, made the Super Bowl, and lost to the Patriots. Maybe that's the equivalent in the ironic thing about that is Kyle Shanahan. He's one of the worst big game coaches going. Um, uh, he, he's, um, Kyle Shanahan is one of those classic better coordinators than head coaches. Not really a good game manager and adjuster and adjustment kind of guy um and when he gets when he does get a big lead he's too conservative and it always kills him so see i I go the other way dan i think he's too aggressive i don't think so like i really think he's just too aggressive when it comes to that point because conservative would mean you start running the ball Right, and like against the Patriots, they just didn't want to run the ball, and when they did, the Patriots' defense was up to the task. Like everybody makes like a big deal over that Super Bowl about like oh the Atlanta ran the ball over the Patriots. Look at the actual numbers from that game. They they had more runs for two yards or less than they had for five or more. They weren't really controlling the game in that. That's what I was saying before. You know, I hate to bring this up with your your raise, but like when you looked at that game, you know, at twenty one to three, that didn't feel like a twenty one to three game. You know, just like I said before about the raise, that being up three games to none didn't really feel like they were up three games to none because you were just kind of waiting for Houston to play better baseball because you expect that out of them. What time did your show start, George? 11. Oh, so nobody can call now? Well, you could have. They could call now. No, I'm talking about somebody else. They could call. 
Oh, okay. You oh, so you did it for three hours. I do it for three hours. I see. I'm just making sure. Why, so Brian could call back in? Oh, I didn't know Brian was off. I didn't realize either until just now. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but go. Um, as long as I don't take yeah. any more LeBron James calls tonight, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> you got LeBron James calls? Oh, my LeBron God. I took two of them. I had to hang up on one of the guys because he's a moron. Well, what did what they say? Oh, I couldn't believe how... I basically laid out the case for why LeBron will never get the respect that he probably deserves and how he'll never be considered in the same rarefied air as Michael and Wilt and Bill Russell and Larry and Magic. It's because those guys were team guys. They weren't me guys. So basically what you're saying is kind of what I thought all along. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I don't have anything to ask. Sounds logical. No, because, like, because here's the thing. And, and, like, you knew this was going to happen as soon as the Lakers won. You knew it was going to be – and Madison dropped off because, no, well, I don't know. Well, he's Madison. Gave it. I know. So, like – what I was saying with it, though, and I want you guys' opinion on this too. What is it? Um, that like respect is earned, not given. Right? Just because you come out after a game and say, "I want my damn respect," say my name with respect. Well, Michael didn't have to do that. Everybody respected Mike. Everybody respected Larry. Everybody respected Magic. Everybody respects Bill Russell. Everybody respects Will. Dr. J, all those guys. People respected Jason Kidd. Oscar, you know, Jerry West, you know, Steph. Like, you would never hear out of Steph Curry, you got to respect me. His wife will do that for him. But... You know what it is? He's arrogant. So, like... He's so arrogant and so caught up in like himself. It's like he's just such a narcissist that it just it just rubs people the wrong way. That's why, that's why I did not watch. I didn't watch one second of the finals. So it's, I couldn't. I, I can't watch. I I will not watch any like any more of those games until he's gone. Yeah. I'll just be a Knicks fan. Just and I'll watch them occasionally because they suck. <laughs> They're gonna suck for a while. So. I just don't. It's not fun. It's really not fun anymore. Especially when when he makes it all about himself. Like, like you chose Anthony Davis. You wanted him. You got him. And yeah, yeah I mean, you didn't have the to whole week. The they like won. everybody, everybody like makes like the Cavs out to be this like terrible team, but they did have Kyrie Irving. They did have Kevin Love. They did have J.R. Smith. Those, you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give LeBron some due for that because they came back from three games to one down. That, but that was because yeah, but that was because yeah. um, 
Draymond Green got thrown out, got suspended. Yeah, look, he did, he did, he probably did cost the Warriors that series. With he that did. Stupidity, but, but I don't know. But I, I watched how LeBron played Game Five of that series. He had that look in his eyes, like holy shit! It was that. And like, if it wasn't for Kyrie, they don't get past that. Like, they, well, well, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, come on, nobody, nobody wins. You know, I'm actually going to take the JPG slam. Nobody wins by themselves. I mean, Jordan couldn't win by himself. No, I mean, maybe the closest, the closest person who won by themselves was Magic Johnson, and that was when he was a rookie and he had to start Game Seven at center when he had the big triple double where he put up 42 points and had a triple double when Kareem couldn't play. And he had to be the sectors. Yeah, but they still had That's James cool. Worthy. Wasn't yeah, James so Worthy? So, yeah. Derek, you're using the line of logic on this one? <laughs> you know what? Believe it or not, believe it or not, I can use logic. Yeah, I can. There's more than one player out in the court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't tell that to LeBron. Believe it or not, no. there is more than one player that helps you win. <laughs> JPG likes to give all the credit to LeBron for the Cavs championship, but I think that's bullshit because, because they wouldn't have won without Kyrie. They wouldn't have won without Love's defense or his three-point shooting. Even Tristan Thompson's rebounding was important. And J.R. Smith, even though J.R. Smith wasn't all that great, but he actually was okay. So yes, I'm not. But you have to. You do have to have that supporting cast. You do. You need the supporting cast. Do you think the Lakers would have won without Rajon Rondo turning back, turning back the clock and putting up some really big games? I saw he put up like 19 points in the last game. What about Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard had a pretty big contribution until they stopped playing him in the last four or five games because I guess he got exposed. So you don't think they were key contributors? I think they were. I say they were. Okay. Uh, it's just like I said earlier. It takes a team to it, it takes a team effort to win and lose. So yeah. you know, it, it was a team effort why they won. But um, I guess I guess with LeBron, um, uh, my ordeal. I, I think he's getting the social stuff. To his head right now, and he's acting acting really weird about that. Uh, But um, I've I've just not seen a guy that has played like him in my life. It's it's something that whenever we sit back and look at it when he has finished playing the game, Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be unbelievable because this, we've, not, we've, we've not seen a guy built like a freight train with the speed of a guard, with the vision of any of the greats of this game. He don't really need to pump his chest to say he's the greatest. Uh, one of, excuse me, one of the greatest to ever play. Um, he's certainly the greatest in his era, and that's for sure. But um, but uh, one more one more note I want to say is um, out of all the guys that he has got to play with, 
He mm-hmm. is now surrounded with the best single player that he has ever played with of all time. And uh, if if he was if he was there with a Dwayne Wade in his prime, I would say differently. But yeah. he was not with a Dwayne Wade in his prime. So Anthony Davis is at the prime of his career mm-hmm. right now, and he is so difficult. He is. Because uh, I agreed, I agree with what John was saying about um, you typically don't pay power forwards like, but Anthony Davis is such the exception. He is at his position. He's so rare. He's so unbelievable, and um, and Anthony Davis knew this, and the Lakers knew this. Because this uh, this team will eventually run uh, through Anthony Davis if it's not done that right now. This will be Anthony Davis's team with LeBron James on the team. It, it, it w- there will be a day where uh, LeBron starts to slow down. He starts to not play the way that he's played his career, and he's just basically holding on right now for two reasons. Uh, To play with his son as a big goal for him. He wants to play in the NBA with his son. And um, I think he's a a big accomplishment. That's a uh, statistical guy. He He likes his accomplishments and praises and all that. So he wants the scoring title, and I think those are both within the realm of possibility. But, like, here's the thing, Dan. Like, and I even said this before when I when I made my LeBron Michael thing. LeBron's the best athlete to ever play the game. Like, there's no taking that away from him, and, and you'd be stupid no to even try. Is he the best leader? No. no you know, I is Michael the that. best leader? No, I don't know if Michael is the best leader. I mean. We learned a lot during the last dance with how maniacal he was, and it, but that worked because that, that was a different generation player. I think but that like, Larry and Magic, Larry and Magic are the best leaders, to be honest. I, but I'm not, Derek, what I'm that. saying is, I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying yeah. compared to Michael, right? Like that's the comparison: Michael versus LeBron. I'm tired of the whole comparison. That's all I have. But like Michael LeBron is the comparison. It, that's that's what everybody talks about. It's every damn sports show. It's like that's what we talk about. It's like talking about the friggin' Cowboys. You have to talk about the Cowboys in every sports show, or else you aren't a real sports show. And that's you know, my like, obligatory Cowboys talk. It's like when but, we had that whole tennis when you asked me about the tennis, like how when I started talking about the different players, and it's just like it's really hard. Like they're different players. They're, they're just different players. LeBron's the best athlete to ever play the game of basketball, like you said. They're, 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 they're different styles. I think LeBron's more like Magic Johnson, but he's a scorer. But, but he's, you know, I wouldn't call him like a great scorer, but but he's so much faster than everybody. He's so much stronger, like Dan said. So, so, so but, you're, on, you're on the right vision on this one, in my opinion. Um, 
the thing about Jordan and LeBron comparison is just it's only because of greatness. Everybody wants to compare to uh, one great player to the greatest player of another era. So there there will be people that there will be somebody that steps up um, and go, and there will be a there will in, in the NFL, and there will be somebody that comes up and they'll say, "Oh, is he the next Tom Brady?" And it's not about comparing skills; it's about comparing rings. It's about comparing yeah. uh, greatness and legacy. Um, as far when you get down to um, the actual um, skill set of these guys, I've always said LeBron James is a much better version of Magic Johnson, and that is damn amazing for me to say that. But um, but he was this big he's this big guy who is a point forward. Um, but LeBron is just take took what Magic Johnson did to a whole new level. We're talking about a Hall of Fame, one of the best players to ever play the game. Saying that it's uh, it's, uh, it's unreal. Um, but no, and I, and I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you, Dan. Like I think, I just think like it, if it comes down to it, like all encompassing, it's Michael. I, you know, like yes, it was a it was a Gatorade commercial, but be like Mike is a thing. Uh-huh. I I don't he know if marketed, I. I was marketing marketed greatly. brilliantly. If I had, these, like, Nike, there wouldn't be all these Nike shoes that sell Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael still yeah. outsells everybody. Uh, Michael still yeah, outsells Yeah, why? Because he's some of the most so classic shoes. Guys have <laughs> but yeah, Michael Jordan is just uh, Michael Jordan. I don't know. <laughs> he's Air Jordan. You know how? I mean, really. When I think of Michael Jordan, I think of the double dick muscle game where he came, comes back and he calls, comes to, and he plays the Knicks. He puts the points, scores fifty-five points, but. They all know that he's probably going to get the ball. I mean, this is enough to build Weddington. And Weddington puts the final shot to beat the Knicks. Yeah. After like a year off. <laughs> Jordan had the most desire to win. That yes. itch. Yeah. That itch yeah. to win. And, the, the, and it actually... It actually killed him inside when he would lose. It 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 hurt him that much losing. Um, his his the team's best year was after they lost to Orlando. They went and won seventy or, or seventy games. Seventy games. Seventy-two wins, only matched by the Golden State Warriors. Did, they, what, did the Warriors yeah. win seventy-three? I forget. Yes, they did. They, they did. did. Seventy-three nine. But you know, like so, but the thing is, though, like the better NBA was then. 
I don't know. I just think that error was different. Well, I think that error was that the error was different because the money wasn't what the money is now. Like when Mike, yeah. I remember when Mike signed for thirty six million with the Bulls. People are like, "What?" I was like, "You underpaid." <laughs> like Mike at thirty six million dollars was underpaid. Think about that. Well, the the the, the whole ordeal oh, that it, people it. don't remember about Jordan's uh, contract is he was grossly underpaid. Yep. Uh, most of his career. And mm-hmm. I think he did that because of his desire to win and because he had all of those endorsements. Yeah, it didn't hurt. Back on. It didn't well, no. hurt. But boy, they used, they used every bit of that system um, as a cap system to build a team that could win championships. Michael says, Bradley with players that are going to make me great. Um, but because one of the, the times that hurt Michael Jordan the most were his early years, yeah. because it really it really killed him that 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 team couldn't get over Detroit. It it, it, just, it just ate at him and it killed him. Well, they weren't, you know, and I think he holds resentment towards Scotty to this day for the migraine game. Yeah, Jordan's not a very – He didn't come off so good in that documentary. He, I think like, he came off better he, than you thought. Well, I think Pippa came off like a baby, though. I will say that. Oh, Pippa, well, <laughs> And I think Pippa's a fraud. I definitely think there's a lot of fraud in him, but – but but no, Jordan's not a very forgiving kind of person. So yeah, I mean, he just has like this edge. He's, he's that's just how he is. I don't know. Like and you just see it. It's like, like look at like Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah, like, Isaiah Thomas still holds a grudge to this day. Like oh, LeBron, LeBron's better. I mean, and Jordan, Jordan, to this day, will say that Isaiah was like the second best point guard behind Magic Johnson. Like he could separate that stuff, despite what happened. Between those teams, so I'll give Jordan credit. But I think the thing with like Mike and it, like the only team that Mike like really hated were the Pistons. Yeah. Like I think the only guy yeah, Mike ever hated was the Detroit Pistons and Isaiah Thomas, right? Yeah, because he beat everybody else. <laughs> well, because he well, plus they beat him up. But like, well, there was also like that freeze-out game where Jordan was like. You know, finally on the All Star team, and supposedly like they made a plot to freeze him out and not get him as many shots, or whatever. So like back in 1985, I think, or 86, or something like that. So that that's where it started. But see, like and I think those rivalries were built in college. Like, let's not forget, yeah. Mike's career was shorter than LeBron's. All right, like Mike played four years at UNC. Like the, you weren't yeah, coming out. out. You weren't coming didn't out. The only thing at that point, the only guy at that point, it was. I it was a senior. Year. No, I think he played three years. I can check for you right now. I'll fuck it up. Well, I think Jordan did play three years. I think he hit that big shot and they won the championship, and then he came out that year, and he was a junior then. 
but but I get, but that's just a minor detail on that one. I mean, George is right in the fact that he had those years in college and he hasn't had, and he hasn't had like the LeBron luxury of of having those more years. But yeah, and Jordan last two years um, in the middle, or uh, two seasons, I believe, in the middle. Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah. The funniest uh, is like you get like Mike's stats from college that he averaged 15 shots a game. Yeah, he hardly the ball. I know. Yeah, but no, you're right. He played three years there. Okay, so three years there, right? It's still a lot different. Yeah. Then playing, they're coming in right away. Yeah, like this. Like, like I think, like Mike had the ability to have come out. I don't think he comes out of high school because nobody was doing that. Like, but three yeah. years there is still three years there. Like he just he came out at twenty one. LeBron came out of high school at eighteen and was. Uh, so Madison got her cover and the comeback. She's been on a roll lately. Like he played, like you don't even realize he played 15 years in the NBA. I know, and that and remember he like he had, that was probably just a suspension. That that was just probably a suspension for the gambling. No the baseball thing. Derek, if you really think that baseball, I, I honestly believe what he was saying in the in the thing. I think the year before with the Olympics, I think he was done. I think, look, look. I think that his father passing away had a lot to do with that. That's pretty strange. Well, I think it's I think it's a mixture of both of your points. Yeah. Jordan was mentally needing a break, and um, yeah, um, and also, yeah, <laughs> it was it's both of y'all's point. I think really. you pretty much said it. <laughs> I think the first player to not play college and come out high school without playing in college was Moses Blown, but he spent some time in the ABA when he turned pro. And then he went to the NBA. Yeah, I think he was the first guy. That. So, yeah. You know, I, I, um, I totally believe that there are certain guys that never needed um, to go. Yeah. Um, to college, and that it was purely a big risk for them going. But there are some guys that really should go. So, what I hope, and what if I was in a meeting with Adam Silver to say, how can we solve this issue? Because there was a time in like the mid 90s that we got some of the biggest influx of talent ever 
in the game, and it and it made the game of basketball so great. And yes, for every Jonathan Bender, there was Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant. So, yeah, true. So, so the so the thing is, is they need to devise a system where it is on the choice of the kid. Um, and because I understand they have to grease uh, the back of um, of uh, colleges. I, I, I know that it's a big it's a big thing on them too. Um, but also, I think difficult for them to build a program with a guy that they know is a one and out. Like they're only there to fulfill a requirement from the NBA. So here is my counter, and this has been my stance for years. High school senior, hello, high school senior. You have have two choices. You can either hire an agent and declare for the NBA draft, but you you cannot back out of this. You have you have to commit to it. Um, you have to commit to being a professional. So most of the time, that's going to be designated for only people that are going to be top picks and high picks and all that. And those will be the people that shouldn't even go to, to begin with. And then, but if you sign a letter of intent, you must stay at said college for three years. You have to stay there until you're a junior. Have to. I think it solves both issues for colleges knowing that when they get a guy uh, signed, that they're going to have them for three seasons at the minimum. And that's something you could build around. But also for players like Kyrie Irving that had no business going to college, as was only went to Duke as a requirement, the NBA. And then he went and played in the NBA. Yeah. So you you get your influx of um, high school talent, uh, these young kids that get that opportunity. The NBA G League is a great opportunity for some of these players, some players, um, but there's some guys that are just so good, they're going to be great um, day one from high school. But there's certain guys, like I believe Michael Jordan was an even better player for going to college for three Mm -hmm. years under Dean Smith, and he played with some great players like James Worthy. And And guys, guys huh? Go ahead. Well, Sam Perkins, that was the other guy. Sam but, Perkins, he played, he played with some amazing, amazing uh, smart players. So that time in college was valuable, but it's not the thing for every. It's not the thing for everybody. And who's to say Michael Jordan wasn't? It was if he was given this position. Now, if he was going to still be great, everything happens for a reason. Um and with 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 Jordan, I believe he needed that, but um he i just I just think that 
Um, they that's a big issue they need to fix, and I think it's something that will help the game um, if if they do it like I propose. In my opinion, in my opinion, I believe that. But you know uh, what's great about what that, Dan? Dan, you know what what's great about that it was I was legitimately going to say maybe they shouldn't institute the baseball system where it's you either go. Or you stay three years. That was exact. It's amazing. We took you took the words right out of my mouth. But for like every Kobe and Kevin Garnett, there's the Kwame Browns of the world. Like, in all honesty, it, it's you got to find better people to be around these kids to say, look, I don't yeah. know how great of an idea this is. Because then you're in the G League and then you're out because. Yeah, but but I think the college experience for some of these kids that are coming out, like like Jason Tatum, I I, I really think he benefited from going to Duke and not going straight to the NBA. Uh, R.J. Barrett, same okay. thing. I, I think I think a lot of these kids maybe make it a year or, or two, maybe not even three years. Maybe make, make it two years because legitimately these kids are not. And, and you know what? And if you're going to take a kid like that and you're saying, okay, are you going to stay four years? No. Okay, cool. Here's what we're going to do when you get to Duke or North Carolina or Kentucky. You are not going to take general ed classes. You are going to go into accounting, um, life, like life classes like that, where, hey, learn how to balance your fucking checkbook. Just like well, – well, George, that's um, that's that's another topic for another day, but that's something, in my opinion, um, that needs to be addressed for uh, public schools. Um, well, I don't. I agree with that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's on the NBA. I think our public school system is uh, failing us as far as uh, uh, life skills. Uh, I don't think I don't think people are as equipped, um, and I and I think those should be like required electives or or, or required recu- uh, curriculum. That's another topic for another day. But, yeah. No, but um, no, but yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. like at these colleges, it's it's like it's no use to send these kids to college so they can you know take like fucking ballroom dancing and shit. Get them in there, give them an AA and light, and find something. Make a program up, even for the football players. Hey, but, but George, George, they they do they don't care about these kids like that. Well, all they and that, see and that's is, is the dollars. money sign. Ask, ask Lenny. All they see these kids as money makers, and that's why. Like, this fight. Uh, but but this, yeah. is, this, this, sure. is, this is guys. This is why this fight that college players are having to be considered um, um, employees, essentially, of a company, is it? Why mm-hmm. that's a big deal. The NCAA makes a massive amount of money off the backs of these kids 
and yeah, they get a scholarship, but but what what about the the guys that aren't aren't going to be there to get their degree, and they're just there to fulfill a requirement? Uh, who's whose fault is that? That's, I think I believe it's the system. The system's well, fault. It's definitely the system's fault, Dan. But here's the other thing, like, and this is the way I look at it: is it the system's fault that these kids don't take advantage of the system in their own right? Like, you hear players come out, and there's two sports where it's a big problem, right? It's football and basketball, right? But like, you hear about kids all the time, come, like Myron Roll, who went to Florida State. And took advantage of the fact that he got to play football. He was in pre-med. He was a fucking Rhodes Scholar. He's now a neurosurgeon at Mass General Hospital, which is one of the best hospitals in the world. He took advantage of that. But let's let's also be very clear that Myron Roll was going to get a scholarship whether whether he plays football Granted, or not. you're 100% right. And he probably got an academic scholarship, not even a football one. So they found the loophole to get some other dumb kid in there for it. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> is it the, is, am I wrong? But the other it's, thing that, that you have to look at with these kids is, is though, and if you want to start paying football and basketball players. Okay, so what are you going to do with women's soccer? You're going to pay them? Because you're going to have to because it becomes a mm-hmm. uh, Title IX thing. And, and, and this is the thing, and it's what, I said before, it's what I said for months about the Big Ten, litigating mitigation or mitigating litigating. These schools don't want lawsuits on their hands. And it's the one time where the liberals take care and give a shit about the one percent. But I, I will, I will say this: like, um, there. Like, do, you, do you know? Do you know, George? Do you know how much money somebody like Tim Tebow would have made in college? If, if I do, if, for like, for like autographs and. All in his likeness and all that. And yes. you know how much money they made off of him? Yes. But you know what? It's it's always going to be an unfair trade-off, even in professional sports. How much money have the Philadelphia Phillies made off of Bryce Harper? I bet you it's more than $300 million. So it's always but going to be the why, trade-off. That's why they signed – that's why they signed the deal, but – yeah, it's a lot more. It's a lot more of a discrepancy when you got a kid in college that's that's starving and don't and not making any money off of their likeness. Um, oh, and really? the NCAA is getting all the money. But but then the thing is too is so take out the NCAA aspect. Take out we'll, we'll use the Florida aspect of it. If you have a guy like Tim Tebow, right, or Emmett Smith, or fucking Ike Hilliard or whoever, right? That is that big. I just used Ike Hilliard because I knew he went to Florida. Right? If you got a kid that is that big and that popular and that everything, yo, the day that kid finishes playing football for you, 
the day after his bowl game, his last game, you go up to him and say, so, we want to continue to sell your jersey. What? Let's work out a deal. And they could do that. All these schools can do that. I use Florida as the example because Florida does that. Florida sells Tebow jerseys. They sell Emmett Smith's jerseys. They sell Steve Spurrier jerseys. They, like, all these schools could do that. They're not going to do that because it makes fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah, because they want that stranglehold on the money. They just want to. They just want to. They want to. They want to dazzle them with a um, with a twenty thousand dollars scholarship, and then they'll come out and they'll say, "Oh, but we give you an education." Isn't that not a no? All right, let's go this way. If you're that big of a recruit, you're not just getting a scholarship to go there. Your parents aren't just getting a free college tuition out of it. Well, let's not be naive, Dan. I do believe the NCAA bats their eye or turns their attention away on certain circumstances. Um, that makes everybody money. They're, they weren't going to, they weren't going to, if Tim Tebow took money uh, off his likeness, they weren't going to suspend him because that would lose a lot of money for college sports. But the the point is, is that everybody should have their the advantage the, to profit off of their likeness. That is what Ed O'Bannon fought for. And won, by the way. And, and won and, and killed it because now I can't buy a fucking NCAA video game. And I think that's going to come back uh, especially with um, I know a lot of states, including like Florida, has agreed on um, um, essentially paying players. Uh, they're going to be considered employees. Um, so now, but now, all right. So now, let me throw this one at you. All right. Right, Eric. We're we're coming up on the tenth anniversary of Eric Legrand becoming paralyzed and uh, Rutgers versus our Army. I think it's October twentieth. Yes. Um, a game that I was at. A game I will never forget. And the person that I've met and I absolutely love in Eric Legrand. Eric Legrand is now a employee of Rutgers University because of the yeah. treatment he is going to need for the rest of his life. If that yeah. was a workman's comp case, see, like, this is the thing that, like, college, when you start making these kids employees, it becomes workman's comp. Who's paying workman's comp insurance on football players? It's going to trickle down to the student who's barely getting by, who's working in the cafeteria swiping your fucking meal card. That cost gets – It's college athletics makes a ton of money, but it also pays for a ton of stuff in the schools. I mean, St. John's charges skin the baseball games. They're the only team in the Northeast that does. But – 
It's just to me, it's mm-hmm. you're really looking out for the one percent here. How many kids play college football? If you think oh, there's ninety or a hundred on a roster, the SEC has twelve hundred kids playing. Two hundred. There's only what? 1,500 in the NFL? 1,600 in the NFL? 250-something kids get drafted every year. Mm -hmm. Right? So, out of the the SEC, there's, let's just, what was there, 12 schools there, 14 schools there? That's 12 or 1,400 kids. Big 10 is 14. That's 2,600 kids. Right there, that's an extra football league. Most of these kids are going there to get an education, and they're playing football. 250 kids. And really, with the NFL's life expectancy of being, what, two years? Right? Like, the NCAA is not lying. When they said most of our kids are coming here for education, it's... It's really three rounds of the draft. It's 100 players every year who really are going to be set for life, and those aren't even seniors. They're including juniors in there. Baseball doesn't have the amount of scholarships that football does. Hockey doesn't have the amount of scholarships that it does. Soccer doesn't. All those kids are there on their own dime, most of them. They get 12 scholarships in baseball. They get 12 in hockey. Hockey is 20 guys or 30 guys or whatever. Baseball is probably the same. You have all these kids paying their own way, and the football team and the basketball team is paying for all the other sports. When I was going to college and I wanted to play hockey, it, they told me it was going to cost like $3,000 a year to play. That was for a college hockey team. I was like, what? You mean I still have to buy my own shit? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, I have to buy my yeah. own gloves still? What the fuck? You know, like, you know, like a deal with a company where, again, my like half price? Nope. Yeah, buy him full price. Oh, that's gonna suck. I, I, Dan, that's my opinion on it. it it's I get I get the top one percent. Like I get the Tim Tebow argument. I get the you fucking name him argument. I, I just think like kids would be better served staying a year or two in college because. You, these are boys playing against grown men. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a difference. We were talking about the NBA, and um, but even it's, then, it's, it's boys going playing it's against grown men. Yeah, it's a different ordeal with the NBA than football. I wouldn't do that same oh, idea no. for football. No, no football's got to have three uh, yeah, football's got to have that. So, uh, 
you, you're going to get a kid killed um, if if you do that. You know, somebody's mm-hmm. going to die, and um, yeah, um, uh, for a majority of people, the scholarship is amazing. I also am a big proponent of um, anybody being able to have their ability to use their platform to profit as they should. I, I totally, I, totally, I, I mean, that's, that's uh, capitalism right there. It is, but then again, like, you know, I said this the other night on my show. LeBron was smart enough as opposed to like, you know, Kwame Brown and like, you know, there's a bunch of other kids. He surrounded himself with good people. Mav Carter. He's made a lot of people a lot of money. But he had a good surround support system. You look at a guy like Aaron Aaron Hernandez. Shitty support system. Like these guys go with Delonte West. Shitty support system. Because when the money's not there, nobody's there. Everybody yeah. wants to be these guys' friends when the money's there. And they're taking them to Vegas on private jets. And they're putting them up in penthouses at Aria or Bellagio or Vidara or whatever the fuck, you know, ritzy fucking hotel they want to be at. And they're paying for bottle service and they're paying for hookers and they're paying for blow and they're paying for weed and paying whatever the fuck these, you know, their boys do. And then once the money dries up, the party's over and the friends aren't there. I just, um, I, I don't want to speculate or anything about the situation, but uh, I mean, I don't know if they shouldn't have put a mentor or something like that with um, with Hernandez when he was in New England. Well, I told, so many... I told you. I told you to deal with him. I told you to deal with him, haven't I? Uh, the private security ahead. company that deals with the Patriots only had one player in the then 15 years that they had the contract that refused the private security company. And it was him. Uh, that's just gonna. Um, that's unfortunately now gonna be the luck or the unluck of the draw because even like the documentary said, um, he flipped another level when his father passed away. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, nobody was gonna save him, but. I don't know if, and and I know people think of Gronkowski as this wild party guy, and he doesn't care or anything like that, but I sure think that he would have been a hell of a lot better influence than anybody that was around him. And um, uh, let's, let's just say if he was best buddies with Tom Brady this this shit wouldn't have ever happened. Well, you know what they say. Tigers don't try, change their stripes. 
I mean, the fact that he was that big of a sociopath that he carried on two lives. I mean, that, three if you consider the fact that he was of an alternate sexual orientation. Yeah. Uh, his situation is yep. so rare. And um, he, he, he actually played at Florida when... Tivo was um, Tebow, the Tebow, Tebow, Will Hill. Tebow was one, and Tebow was actually a really good influence on yeah. Hernandez, and that's and that's the point of that. But also, um, I'm from Lakeland, so in the city of Lakeland, and and I played against these guys, and yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, it was doing anything. I was a Defensive tackle, and I had to try to get by the Pouncy Twins. Like, oh, <laughs> they're men. They're men. Well, well, Lakeland High School also in, um, is predominantly known to, and I'm and I'm not accusing uh, Lakeland High of this with the Pouncies, but they've been known to inject steroids. Pretty privately, so. But well, that, I mean, they're, they're already big boys, but <clears throat> but then if if they were in that kind of substance, then good good fucking luck trying to do anything on them. Well, that was like um, Brian Cushing because he went to uh, Bergen Catholic here in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and then went to USC and then to the Texans, and I remember. Seeing him play in high school, and I was like, "Yeah, that motherfucker's got a twelve pack. Ain't no high school fucking senior got a twelve pack like that." And then, like, sure shit, he gets in the NFL and gets popped for steroids. And I'm going, "That's a fucking surprise." All the big time college high schools do it, you know, and that's the sad part, you know, because they you got coaches who have egos and they're they're filling, um. Kids' heads with oh, you go to college, blah 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 blah, and this and you know, and you know, fucking the pounties were fucking ginormous guys anyway, and they're fucking meatheads anyway. How's the wonderful world of Disney, Daniel? Well, that's that's all right, you know, just, just doing my job. And while I do that, I had an interview with another company. Um, and I should be hearing back Monday. They sent me an email stating they wanted to talk to me more. So hopefully that is encouraging that they actually want me. And then sending the letter that says, well, you should have your time, but we're not going to keep on going forward. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know. I don't know what to think. So we'll see on Monday, but... Um, I would sell like AT and T products in a call center. Oh, that's cool. That would that would work out. It's 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 more money than on base than I would make. Yeah. Um, with Disney, I mean, mind well, you, I, I don't think I, I don't think this forty hours is going to continue that they've given us. 
I think mm-hmm. they're going to go back eventually pretty soon into uh, a lot of 32-hour lines because they're going to try. It is, but I don't yeah. I don't know. They, I'm moving to Charlotte anyway, so you can find a job in the Charlotte area. So that's what I'm in the process of doing. Um, that's, that's going that's going well, but um, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, back on that uh, topic, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I totally agree with you with these coaches with these big egos. Like, Bill Castle is the biggest asshole you'll ever encounter. Mm-hmm. Bill Castle is the head coach for Lakeland High School, the one that where the Pounceys and, and Ahmad, uh, Ahmad Black and um, He Hate Me went to. Yeah. Yeah, he hate me went to like on high. Mm. Holy shit! Chris Rainey, Chris Rainey. Went to yeah, play for the Patriots. Mm. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at the uh, weather from this country. It is snowing in Wisconsin. It's not a sh- it's not a shocker, George. It's- It's going to snow in Green Bay. I didn't realize how far up in that fucking state Green Bay is. Oh, yeah. It's way up there. Like, I mean, in Lakeland right now, it's 76 degrees. But where I'm going to be living at in Monroe is 56 degrees. So it's funny how 500 miles changes the temperature about 20 degrees. Yeah, in New Jersey, it's 48 degrees. Might be. <laughs> All right, it's, Daniel. It's, son. It's a, yeah. What's up? You <laughs> no, it's done? A, I, fit, I don't know. Are you? Are we done? No. I, I thought you said, oh. all right, Daniel. Son, it sounded like you were oh. closing things up. No, no. I was just amazed. No, oh, we could if we want. I mean, it is almost two. I can't no, believe Derek hung up. Um, shocker. Um, well, he's, Derek is busy doing button pushes about lighting up menorahs in honor of the rays. He's, oh, he's, so can I can I tell you the text yeah. that I sent to Brian tonight after uh-huh. Houston took the lead? I was like, oh, fucking Derek must be loving this. Yeah. I didn't want to text you. I didn't want to say anything to you. And I was just like, this is fucking bullshit. It, it is what it is. They're not scoring runs. Um, and they're not, they're, they're trying too hard. And they, um, uh, I mean, I think they purposely sat like meadows and stuff like that so that they could, um, be ready for game seven, but I don't know. It would it would be really bad. It'd be a bad way to end the year for the Rays if they went up three to nothing mm-hmm. one game away and going to the World Series and then just fall flat on your face. So that was so I hope they're motivated. 
But well, I think they had the I better think, of the pitching matchups tomorrow. I think Charlie Morton on regular rest against you know Granky again short rest could actually help him. Because Granky's what pitched in game four. He's throwing in three days. You know, I I just think like both managers are over managing the games. Like I thought Tampa tonight over managed. I think Kevin Cash over managed the game. Like I kind of tend to. I would have kept Snell in the game. You know, um, like I would have kept Snell in, but this is this is unfortunately the way these guys go, and like. It just, I don't know. He managed like this was game seven, and that would scare me for tomorrow. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think, I don't know. I guess that's why the players play, and I watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, bud. Um, get, some, get some sleep. Block talk lady's yelling at me. Yeah, figure out when we maybe we'll do this tomorrow or Sunday night. Hopefully they win tomorrow night. I'll be working till twelve thirty, so oh. all right. Maybe well, we'll have to squeeze them at the end. Yeah, maybe. It all depends on what we get. All right, pal. I'll talk to you um, tomorrow or I'll talk to you tomorrow anyway, but um yeah, keep me updated on the the We'll do. All right. That's show for tonight. Hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks to our callers for the ones that didn't suck. For the ones that did suck, don't call back. I got nothing else. Dan, you got anything? Go Rays. Go Rays. Hi, everybody. Good night.